So I've been going to Muay Thai this week. And so we were just sparring. And one of my fellow Southpaws, the only Southpaw was able to spar, he turned to Coach Munster and said, you listen to very vulgar music because he likes playing some hip hop and some rap. And then Coach Munster looked at me and said, I'll remember that. So we were sparring, we were just trading like punch and kicks. So he put all the newbies, including me, on the heavy bag. So, you know, I was just, you know, practicing my punch, kicks, and blocks. And then I just heard a giant douche. And then here is my Southpaw comrade, just like, <laughs> And then Coach Mike's like, you know, get up. What's wrong? So a long story short, that weekend, the school, the gym was closed down for two days for repair in a wall. Unrelated, but there's a giant hole in the wall that they had to repair. So they, no class for two days. <laughs> okay. So I'm guessing note to self, if there's someone's name Monster, don't talk shit at him at all. That's right. That's why he, that's how he got that name. Um, <laughs> um, Nothing exciting really happened to me this week. Um, I went to see my parents on Friday. And I mean, yeah, that was a thing. Um, But all we did was buy shit. And (laughs) that's what I go over to their house to do. I just buy shit. Um, So, yeah, nothing. I was bored all weekend, guys. I'm so sorry. I still need to go buy some more Christmas shit for everyone need to make my list and check it twice i really don't care if you're naughty or nice oh remix <laughs> with that being said welcome back to confrontational millennials i'm nikki alley and i'm bell mars and uh, this week is us complaining about the United States again, because what else is new? Um, <laughs> but before we get to our main topic, we have to play our favorite game. Yay! Yay or nay? Yeah, or nay? Yay or nay? That's right. Uh, okay. <laughs> first things first. Um, as per usual, the United States government said, "Fuck you, China," and. They- <laughs> And um, if you don't know, the uh, Winter Olympics right. taking place in Beijing in like a couple months, yo. <laughs> Can you believe like we just finished the other ones and like then they're like, aha, here comes some more. And it's like, are you not fatigued? Mm-hmm. But I guess not. They're supposed to take place in Beijing in 2022. But, um, you know, uh, they, the U.S. said, not today, Satan. You have human rights violations. We're not sending any, um, uh, what they say, diplomatic officials um, to Beijing for the games. Um, what do you think this means for all of the Winter Olympians? Like, what do you think the, because I, let me be clear, I haven't looked at the responses. <laughs> <laughs> to this like news but what do you think what do you think I go? yeah I mean it's kind of sad as much as we love to say the Olympics are not political they're inherently political because you know it's the only time that countries can uh, flex their might and say I mean that's the only time you see me have extreme patriotism USA USA 
and then so, only for the black americans for as long as far as i'm concerned or root for anyone black i'm just yeah. thinking black americans no black people i guess i go to the caribbean islands that's right <laughs> like if i'm gonna be dead serious with you it's black people and then it's people of color and then then it goes it doesn't even we skip white people and we go straight to the island like <laughs> africa or like barbados or any of the other i'm like yeah oh jamaica has like jamaica. sprinting down track jamaica barbados mm-hmm. uh trinidad and tobago mm-hmm. or really a lot of the african countries they're probably going to rule with running but in field there's a lot of people that coming in like okay First time India's won something in field. I'm thinking, go you, go man, get the gold. <laughs> I'm saying so for the Olympic team. So I, I just think it just shows that one, the Olympics are inherently political, and B, I mean, I guess China could also say like, well, U.S., you guys have been shit too, and every country's been shit. And I know a lot of times the U.S. criticized Russia in the past, like during the USSR days, and they said, well, you can't treat your citizens like that. Like, well, you guys lynch black people. So what's up with that? (laughs) Ask the real questions, though. Like, still haven't apologized, still haven't received reparations. What about that, though? Um... yeah like uh i don't know for me i'm just kind of like i kind of agree with you i'm like but everyone is shitty like you know what i'm saying (laughs) like we're just on different levels of shit you know what i'm saying yeah Um, i mean it's shit that the the uyghurs are treated so shittily in china and i think it's great that we are standing up to china because you know that's one of our biggest buyers mm -hmm. i mean we do a lot of movies out there Mm -hmm. and i think also i guess especially with the uyghurs there's also that tennis player who uh came out against uh sexual assault allegations against or sexual harassments against a Chinese official and then we haven't heard from her, her in a long time say oh no she's fine she's fine thinking right. now that's hella suspicious so I do like okay the best way you can probably hurt other countries is financially so pull out somewhere so China can change its way because I think that's what ended apartheid in like South Africa not because it's the right thing to do it's just that financially people boycotted and then it wasn't financial to just keep up this racist idea well government in South Africa. So I think it's a, maybe a step in the right direction. Maybe other countries should follow suit. I mean, I do feel sorry for like the Wimpy Olympians, you know, who train all these years to qualify for Team USA and then nothing happens. So that does suck ass. It does. Um, but hey, greater good is 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 more important than your medal. Um, sorry. <laughs> And same thing for the Olympian champions, for those that are refugees and decide to go re- compete for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Sorry for them. Well, I guess they're not representing America. They're representing the Olympic team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel a little bad, obviously, for the Olympians as well. But like at the same time, I'm like, I, I don't care about sports, y'all. <laughs> I don't care about, I want these people to make their coin. But then at the same time, I'm just like, well, maybe I'll just stop giving all the coin to like the like sports that are not worldwide. Then if you want them to make their coin, like you, you don't pay these people, yeah. obviously. So it's just kind of like, 
and if it's a human rights violation, I'm always going to pick human lives over your money. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, I can't, I can't feel bad. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, no Beijing. No Beijing for the United States. Um, speaking of somebody who done fucked up, Jesse Smollett um, was facing charges, obviously, for planning a fake racial attack against himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about the response that people have had um, against because um, uh, uh, something that happened uh, with the backlash of that kind of coming out, like him being, um, I don't think he's been pronounced guilty yet. Has he? Wait, hold on. Maybe he has. Yeah. yeah, I think he's probably been pronounced yeah. guilty and like ordered to like pay it back. I think it's just a, I think it's a civil suit. Yeah. I'm not sure, but don't quote me on it. Yeah, I think so. Because of like because of this entire case, though. Um, an interview with Stephen Colbert and now Elliot Page came out recently in which Elliot was talking about um, the influence of senators, governors, and other people in um, government um, and their political views on, you know, the behavior of citizens, right? Right. And like a lot of people were kind of coming out and saying that like you know oh y'all all fell for it like don't you feel dumb now because you believe them and blah 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 so i want to ask you do you think <laughs> do you um is it do you think that uh that believing victims um of crimes supposedly even without a lot of evidence um is naive or no i don't think it's naive because i'm thinking it's it's a serious allegation that does go into detail i mean it's shitty what he did um no lie but then there's also so many other people who have used false reports because i know also on the black Twitter sphere on the Blackbird app, they also mm-hmm. mentioned, okay, how many other white people we need to like prosecute who like falsely accuse people like the permit patties, the barbecue Beckys who call the police on like black people just living their lives mm-hmm. and nothing comes out of it. Right. Cause I know a couple of them probably got called cause that's wasting time and resources said, this man is following me. He's on his phone. I don't know. He just looks suspicious. I think that's a waste of time and resources from like people. So I can understand where the frustration is that yes, they did a hate crime Mm -hmm. and whether it uh, for publicity and that is very, very frustrating because that's a lot of time and money that you're diverting for for one crime because it's a very high profile crime because you know mm-hmm. the person that Jossie Smollett is a big name actor performer so we really want to take care of him but then it just end up being fake just a really elaborate ruse it is frustrating but I don't think believing victims should be bad I mean it is an uh um crime that should be investigated and I just think 
yeah, ones that we could take with a brand of salt, but let's just make sure, in the words of a lot of white people, let's get the facts out first before we start pushing fingers. Because, you know, I mean, it could be dangerous we don't believe victims, because, yeah, there are going to be, as they say, bad apples, but doesn't mean you should just throw away everything else, because... I mean, many times it could be real, but yes, uh, we should invest more like people who do ways like uh, allegations, uh, mm-hmm. who do false allegations of like, oh, this person hurt me or how many people just falsely accuse people and that maybe they should be charged to make sure you don't waste time and resources because it's stupid and it wastes everyone time, wastes a lot of time, taxpayer money, etc. So we should believe victims and just make sure all the facts come out. But if it is, you should be like charged with like wasting company, like uh, the city's time. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I have to say that like, I think it's really interesting. Um, that you're kind of already pushing someone who's getting um, kind of their just due down anyway. Like, okay, so like, I mean, it's just kind of like, you already knew he was going to get some sort of backlash from this, whether he was going to get charged or not, or like he was going to get blackballed from a certain part of the industry or whatever. Like, so it doesn't make any sense why you would attempt to rub our noses in the mud when he's black. Like we already knew he was going to get charged. Like we're, we're aware that the double standard exists, right? Right. Like y'all can accuse us. And then, I mean, I, I, sorry. Like when we, when you were talking about that, the first thing I thought about was like Emmett Till and like how they dropped the investigation again, I think earlier this week. Um, yeah. to that white woman, whatever her fucking name yeah. is. I don't give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, the woman that accused Emmett Till and said that mm-hmm. there was a book that came out that said that, oh, she actually changed Recanter's story on the deathbed because there have been cases like that of like white women accusing black men of like looking at them or whistling at them and they don't get their just due. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's just kind of like y'all get to basically get away with these like things scot-free and we don't. And so it's kind of like to kind of just sit here and like look at everybody else and be all like, oh, but y'all were dumb for believing him in the first place. Why would I not? You think it like you do you think that it's like that I put it past somebody to try to attack a black man in the street? Like Yeah, but saying this is an N-word F word in Chicago of all places. I mean, yes, I remember Dave Chappelle made a joke like that, like, you know, wait a minute. So you sure it isn't Kanye that attacked you? <laughs> you know, he's on that Trump thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man. You could have like not do Chicago. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm not saying to create the perfect hate crime. I'm not here for that, but still. Yeah, I just, I don't. I feel like, yes, we need all of the facts, but then like just kind of, it's hard enough, especially for people of color, especially women of color, but we're not even going to get into that shit right now. We're not even the LBGTQ mm-hmm. community plus. So yeah, right. we go to all the is- isms and intersectionality. Intersections. And- like we oh. can't, we don't have time to get into all the intersections, but it's hard enough when you're just one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> much right. less all of those things 
And so I think that like this sort of rhetoric just kind of leads people into this belief. It's like, oh, well, they can't be trusted. And it's just kind of like, fuck y'all, bruh. Like we, there are countless women who make um, allegations and who file like claims against people who have done worse than this to them. And like, nobody gives even two fucks. Um, Yeah, we can name like countless examples, like women who've been suffering domestic abuse and they don't really get help until like they, till their partner, romantic partner kills them. So. So it's just like, I like, I need y'all to stop like shaming people who like believe victims. That's the point. Like it's, I I mean, what was I? I was gonna say innocent until proven guilty, but like the for the victim's point of view, it's like I mean, you automatically kind of have to be all like, oh yeah, like that. That's like just in your brain, you have to be like, that's plausible. That probably happened because it's not. It's not like what he said was implausible. Like and so like it's not like it was a far stretch for us to be all like, oh yeah, like Jussie Smollett was the victim of a hate crime that's not a stretch people men are being black men are being attacked on the streets all the fucking time like why would that be in chicago that's not a stretch yeah i mean guess it's a stretch i mean that uh that of trump supporter who goes in chicago watches empire and knows who jesse smollett is and then put a noose around him so are some of the details sketchy yes so right but yeah hell. but hate crimes not being like the uh delivered especially for people who are black and gay and other uh intersectional intersectional identities so right. i guess the hate crime part's not possible other parts yes so but i'm just thinking just because this event happened this bad apple event happened doesn't mean we should stop believing in victims Right, because y'all are gonna the justice system is already hard enough. I don't need y'all making it any fucking harder. Um do I wanna talk about Nick Cannon's son? Oh. Um I'll say rest in peace to Zen Cannon. Um unfortunately he was five months old and he passed away with um brain cancer. So that was awful for Nicholas um, and his baby mother. Um, And that's really all I have to say about that. Because I'm not going to go into like, I'm not going to use this baby as a segue. Um, Neither do I. But I guess regardless of what you think of Nick Cannon, it is tragic for a parent to lose a child. mm -hmm, Yeah. Um, So... A little moment of silence for Zen Cannon, everyone. All right. Um, so <laughs> somebody gave a giant middle finger to Fox News um, when they burned down their Christmas tree. <laughs> uh, they just, they, and I like, and so I really don't have a, like a much to ask other than like, who do you think, do who do you think burned it down? <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think anyone burned it down. It could be a wiring accident because this happens a lot during Christmas, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Fox News right now is like milking this up. Like, <gasps> we're a victim of a hate crime. Yes. Mm, people hate Christmas. Mm. And I remember there's a Fox and Friends with this white lady. <laughs> and she said, the Christmas tree represents everyone. It represents Christians. It represents Jews. It represents everything. I'm thinking Jews don't have Christmas trees. I mean, you can call it a Hanukkah bush. How's a Hanukkah? And that's why it burned. Because Hanukkah. <laughs> ah! Or so I'm just thinking, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're going to be milking this like, oh, we're victims of a hate crime. This is Joe Biden's America. No one respects the Antifa. BLM's attacking everyone. Follow question. Do you think it was someone who actually hated Fox News or do you think it was some Fox News sent somebody out there to burn the tree down? So that they can- <laughs> a false fly operation? I want to surprise them or it could just be people like, ah, oh, this is an ugly ass tree. Or I just think one, it could just be an accident or two, probably someone who didn't even know was Fox News burning the tree. So those were my two hypotheses. That's what I'm going to call. Um... I mean, according to the Guardian, um, there was a man charged with burning the tree down. Oh, so, um, but like, I'm gonna go with partially with your your tinfoil hat conspiracy, and I feel like that man was a scapegoat for Fox News. They did that shit on purpose. They said, "Go burn that tree down so that we can get more <laughs> views." That's what that's what I think. Y'all have somebody burn that shit down so that you can get more views. And hey, I guess if that's your prerogative, but like nobody cares. It's not even the biggest tree. Not even the biggest tree. You'll yeah. be fine. Um, Pfizer said, "Hey, bitches, we if you get three doses of our vaccine, you're uh." You can you can avoid Omarion as well. <laughs> Just three vaccines and you too can whoosh, avoid Omarion uh, variant. Um, so which is interesting, interesting considering the Om- Omicron, it's called the Omicron variant, but I'm just going to keep calling it the Omarion variant, <laughs> which, which is interesting because the Omarion variant literally just was discovered what like was that a month ago yeah it was well because south africa was the first one to call it i mean i'm kind of sensing racism because they banning all african countries but they're not banning people from like africa uk well from canada uk and a couple other european countries who has the omarion slash omicron so yeah where i think it's good because from what i heard the omicron is more transmissible as in more people get it but it's not as dangerous as delta hmm so i was gonna ask you considering the fact that this variant the omarion variant you know the ice box where the heart used to be just showed up a month ago how 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 valid do you think these claims are that only three doses will protect people from the Omarion variant. I think it's good considering the people who are facing the most hospitalizations are those that are unvaccinated. So I thinking if you got your third one, 
Uh, you should be good because the booster kind of gives like that boost because I think the news reports say you're 70 to 75% more likely to be more resistant against the Omicron variants. So I think that's good. Uh, we're still in the pan panoramic. So let's not forget about that. We're not post-COVID yet. So we're still during COVID, in between COVID. So I think it's hopeful because it is mutating to be less hurtful um i do wish we help out more developing countries like give more vaccines because let's face it a lot of people in american are just taking the vaccine for granted so we just give it to like other countries so therefore because i remember the baylor scholar medicine epidemiologist said if you don't like help the developing countries this uh pandemic will never go away i mean hey it's affecting the whole world it's like how how hard do we have to like push this before y'all get it um <laughs> i'm sorry i i looked up omarion songs because i wanted to make a joke and one of the um one of the albums is called pandemonium <laughs> and i just oh yeah i only remember two songs from omarion it's icebox and touch touch <laughs> yeah so don't let other people touch you okay because oh Om marion is out here okay in these streets um i mean uh if the research says that we'll be fine we'll probably be fine um just get your boosters and you'll be okay um and you know uh, stay where you supposed to be that was a that's also another Omaria song. I'm sorry. I, I'll stop now. Um, <laughs> I'll stop now. Um, but yeah, no, I was a little sus when I first heard this. I'm like, Pfizer, we just had, we just got this new uh, flavor of variant. How did you know that? But <laughs> then I was like, Nicolette, be reasonable. Um, you are not a scientist. <laughs> you, you don't know shit. <laughs> so, like, um you know what as long as uh as long as omarion leaves me and mine alone and he stays on the millennium tour where he's supposed to be then we're fine <laughs> well i'm glad omarion getting some relevant relevance he was like chris brown during the time so yeah but so yeah i wonder what he's up to mm. oh, girl making money on that that tour with all those other uh, uh, 2000s artists that nobody remembers the name of. <laughs> um, so some man who just sounds white by his name, David Brooks, uh, who apparently uh, wrote an article in The Atlantic. Um, oh, he works for The New York Times. Anyway, um, this man wrote an entire love letter to conservatism, which is weird. I need y'all. Okay, listen, before I go into any more of this, um, you know that song by Beyonce called Obsessed? I need y'all to have a balanced life, okay? Because why <laughs> are you writing love letters about how you were, uh, you fell in love? He literally says this, that he fell in love with conservatism when he was a, a teen or something and I'm like why not like I don't know something that isn't uh you know run by a bunch of 
uh, faulty people, like a Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior or something. I like pick something else. Like, I don't understand. What do you mean? Or a woman, perhaps like what? Or like a man or like, no, conservatism. Okay, but. So this man wrote a whole op-ed column about what happened to American conservatism, which I never thought about this, but I guess like American conservatism is a different flavor of conservatism than other. Yeah, because from what I looked up, David Brooks is from Canada and I guess Canadian conservatism is different from American conservatism, same thing like British conservatism. So, Hmm. I mean, they're slightly different because I think also... From what I'm reading up on his Wikipedia article, um, he did support Barack Obama. Um, He was supportive of Hillary Clinton. He didn't like Donald Trump. He said he has critiques of him, not Trump, not ever. Um, He said we need to avoid self-destructive behavior like teenage sex and divorce. Um, there's a culture war. He said it's nearly over, but he's favorable of same-sex uh, marriage because it's a trick tradition that marriage is a traditional conservative value. So why not let gays be married? I guess it's different. So American conservatism is a different flavor than Canadian conservatism. But then, if he has all these beliefs, how did he fall in love with American conservatism? So I guess the question here is, um, uh, what? what how did like how do you think do you think american conservatism actually changed from the time that maybe he was a youth whenever the fuck that was to now (laughs) drastically i mean like you know because let's be real like the party both parties have changed but like i because I didn't read the whole thing but I was just like I was like what <laughs> I mean, the only thing I can think of because I don't know fully about the dude some of his quotes seem a little bit cringe to me that the Jews are a majorly comp- accomplished group mm-hmm. um so and he's okay with an abortion so I'm guessing that's really difference, and so I guess they keep falling in love with the fact that we like conservatism, especially in the U.S., is so ingrained into your identity, and it's different because I'm guessing it's a very reliable base, even though it's a small base, and you can like gerrymander the hell out of things. So I'm guessing with American conservatives, especially with politicians, they vote in numbers and they really protect their own. Because when I think about with Democrats, like when Al Franken had that picture and he said he should resign, he resigned. Mm-hmm. And But when it comes to like conservatives, when they go to controversy, like Ted Cruz leaving for tech for Mexico, when we were all freezing our nips off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people say he should resign, but he didn't resign. Then you have Laura Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene saying the bat shit, crazy shit off the wall shit. I mean, that's a lot of times they said shit. <laughs> um, they, the Republican party just says, no, that's bad, but they don't do anything to them. They didn't tell them to resign. They still have their positions in Congress. So I guess that's probably a good thing about conservatism that it's just so ingrained. And I guess there's really no difference between like the younger conservatives and the older conservatives versus with, I guess, with 
Democrats or the liberal side were, I guess there's like differences in between and some people are like more moderate Joseph of uh, Joe Biden type figures like let's just compromise on both sides and you know then you have like the younger uh liberal or left-leaning people who like hella crazy and thinking down with the system democratic socialism for all fuck capitalism and other side just believe capitalism good which just bend it to our will so and I'm guessing maybe that's why I guess a little bit more romanticized because a lot of people put I guess Nancy Reagan and like Ronald Reaganism on it I, we're probably going to talk about this and we year. are later uh, <laughs> um, on a yeah. list so I'm guessing they kind of like holding hardcore to those beliefs yeah I yeah like I I <sighs> honestly like both parties are stupid let's just get that out of the way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they both have faults with them um and so I mean um if you have to pick, you you pick or whatever, right? Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I just, I, I mean, I guess when you think about it, I guess his point is kind of that Trump has kind of ruined, like, conservatism for most people, I guess. Um, yeah. But then at the same time, to your point, like, if you're loyal, like it seems like most people that most people are not converted from being completely conservative to being liberal. Like that's not what happens. Like because I feel like the conservative party is mostly made up of like people who are far better off or who want to or who have the delusion that they will be far better off than everybody else, like financially um yeah and i guess also like uh immigrants or first generation immigrants kind of fall onto that conservatism see like oh i came from nothing i work hard to make something for myself mm -hmm. so the pull ball yourself by the bootstraps thing yeah. that it popped it with and i know especially with my family uh i do debate that with my father because you know he loved the bushes and he wouldn't mind voting for them because mm -hmm. that's more like his brand of conservatism of like they're likable um civility on both sides but then i guess trump kicked down that door and just become so fucking polarized i mean because i i can understand like if it was like 10 15 years ago you can probably have someone that's from a different political party than you mm -hmm. and not just make it so like uh polarizing so you can say oh yeah i'm a conservative like okay whatever you believe in trickle down economics and i was like oh you want women's wounds to be like a slave to you or something like that yeah crazy person <laughs> right like it's he's definitely made it so like being a conservative which is why conservative people are like we're being attacked and it's like no girl i hate you if you were a trump supporter because that that's like a whole different you have to be like in a whole different mindset to want to vote for someone who literally was that malicious of a person <laughs> but like i just i don't know i guess that's what but then at the same time, like, you, I feel like his question shouldn't be what happened to conservatism. It should be, why are you not getting rid of all of the people who just followed his lead? Yeah, because strangely, she's getting a lot more popular because it's just like a whole brand of like crazies who kind of talk like from the same script, like, I believe in guns get rid of abortion and uh, get rid of CRT in schools. 
And it's like those same three talking points where there's not much nuance. Cause I know even in like different states, um, cause I know like Texas where even though I'm pretty liberal, I'm okay with guns to an extent, just need good trigger training. And then you can get a gun. Plus it's open carry state versus with California. There are like different brands over there too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just, yeah, I just, I feel like the question shouldn't be what happened to conservatism. And even if you say what happened to conservatism, that's your fault. Like you voted all these people in like (laughs) yeah and i guess the difference between american conservatism and canadian conservatism because i guess there's a slight difference in them because i'm guessing even the conservatives are i guess are not as crazy in canada because i'm thinking uh well i'm not sure about canadian conservatism so i can't fully answer that but they're relative from what i read from him he's relatively cool with a lot of talking points that uh i guess the politically neutral like he's okay with abortion and he's okay with like gay marriage stuff like that um, i'm not sure how he feels about guns but yeah i guess canada's a different country in like different countries there's like different strands of conservatism like so like bernie sanders who is an extremist over here is actually pretty much neutral in like europe yeah yeah so i mean i feel like um if it has changed it's probably, and that's the reason why this article is put out, right? Like it's probably because of the last four years. And then the question again, shouldn't be like, what happened to it? It should be, what did the people that you voted in allow to happen to conservatism? And like, why are they still there? Like, I mean, if this was a call for him, if again, I didn't read the damn article, but like, if in, <laughs> If it was a call for him at the end to be all like, vote everyone who ever followed Trump out, I would be like, cool, great. Like, and don't ever like vote anybody like that in again. Awesome. But like, if this one man with a whole bunch of money convinced all these people, like who previously showed no signs of being complete and total sheeple, as they like to say, right beforehand well who's to say that y'all aren't going to make the same stupid ass mistake vote somebody else in who's just as crazy or crazier than this man and then they're all gonna fall in line all over again like I just so I mean I like for me it's like you should be asking yourself like about the people you like voted in because like uh, don't ask like actual conservatives like what happened to it you should be asking these politicians what the fuck did you do like because (laughs) that's i mean that's the problem like they all basically fell in line like some little duckies and did whatever uh the mama duck said ew imagining trump as a mama duck was disgusting but (laughs) that's what it is (laughs) quick um Okay, uh, bro, a lot of people died this week. Um, I'm going to give quick shout outs. Barry Harris died this week. So um, a rest in peace to him and Rice. The one, yeah, she died today. Um, the woman that convinced y'all to have sex with vampires again. Yeah, and I think most of her stories since she's from New Orleans took place in New Orleans. And which is a great representation. Um, 
I feel like I'm missing someone else very important that died today, but like, I can't remember, but there to everyone who unfortunately died this week, um, rest in peace to you because that tough was, was it, it was a tough week for a lot of people. Um, moving on to, uh, another person who was partially responsible for some people's deaths, Travis Scott decided this week that it would be a great time to break his silence about the Astroworld incident that took place last month. Um, except he decided to sit down with the Negro King, uh, <laughs> Uh, the worst possible person you could ever go to for a serious interview, um, Charlemagne the God. Now, if you know anything about me, you know that I don't care for this man because everything about him is just... I don't even think his friends like him. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, (laughs) So um, do you think that... uh, I watched part of the interview... I watched about like a minute and some change of it. And like, I I can't even remember what was said because the impression was just so weak. Like they were sitting in a dimly lit room. It looked like they had the sepia filter on. Like, and I was like, you are trying so hard to make it seem like you're Gail King or Robin Roberts, but you are Charlemagne the God. <laughs> and you are not like, a news outlet that I would go to for reliable information. You are a basically a gossip fodder machine. So with that being said, do you feel like this was a smart move for Travis Scott? And if you want to elaborate on why the fuck he would even pick Charlemagne to like sit down and talk about this with, go ahead and do that too, because I want to, I would like to know your thoughts. I mean, for me, I guess it wouldn't be the smartest thing to do, but of course, everyone's probably gunning for his neck right now, because I know us being part of Houston, they scrub everything that they could as Travis Scott. Like, I remember that he donated a park to a school. They scrubbed his name off that. There was about to be, like, Travis Scott meals and, like, other things, but now no one wants anything to do with Travis Scott after the crowd crush, so... I don't think it's the smartest thing to do. Well, I'm not sure how I would handle the situation, but then again, I'll be smart enough to care about safety in the first place. Mm. Um, Cause a lot of people were pointing out, cause I'm pretty sure if he went on with like Barbara Walters or other hard hitting reporter, they're going to probably just pull an example. Like, you know, you always fester all these dangerous environments in your concert so that'll probably be brought up in court I mean I'm not a lawyer I mean I do like watching court dramas and shit like that so I'm not an expert so that wouldn't be the smartest thing to do but I'm guessing he is doing I'm guessing he has followed his lawyer's lead and say you know I didn't know and I may give him the dividend of the doubt because you know there have been like several artists who generally didn't know what crowd crush happens because I remember there's one I want to say in Salt Lake City with this rock concert and they tell people run to the front and when they ran to the front I think like eight people died um in the crowd crush and they didn't know because you know no one didn't alert them because I think the code word for like Travis Scott was like Smurfs and why would he go to Charlemagne the God the only thing I can think is thinking okay I need like a nice softball type interview but you know black man to black man help me out mm-hmm. and Charlemagne but the God does have a following so I guess some people listen to him because I'm guessing he seems tough but fair mm-hmm. but I'm guessing still a chill environment where I'm guessing he 
feels comfortable. So yeah, no one in Houston wants anything to do with them. Um, I'm surprised no one's going to sue Drake because he was also there. So it's, yeah. And hopefully they will kill off the satanic panic type conspiracy theories I've been hearing popping up, which is, yeah. oh my God. So yeah, tragically for the 10 people that passed away so i'm not sure if this is a smart move for him but i'm guessing that's what his lawyers say just put it out there like my heart goes out to them i didn't know anything about it thank you for sitting down with me fist bump at least black man to black man i'm being persecuted i don't know yeah um i would have to say um that i think the only thing this is going to accomplish is that the same people who believed you from the beginning are just going to use this as fodder to try to bully everybody else who still doesn't who still are who are who still hold you to some type of accountability right Right. um because let's face it like most of the people who had criticisms of you do not listen to Charlemagne the god like they, they don't care about Charlemagne the god um and while like I I mean, yeah, like, cause that's the type of Charlemagne the God's following is, uh, I'm, I, like I said, he's the Negro King. Like he's <laughs> the Negro Dactyl King. He is the naker. I don't shave between my, I don't wash between my butt. I don't know what ash is. I walk around with socks and slides on that is, he's the King of all of those <laughs> black men. So like, I don't like, I, I don't know like who, but then at the same time, I also also know that black men are, can be some of the biggest bullies on the internet. That is true. Ever like right below white women, like it's white <laughs> women and then black men. And it's like, that doesn't what? Okay. But like, because you know that like, if, if nothing else, black women are going to call out Travis Scott and be like, uh, what the fuck are you doing? Um, so it to me it just kind of feels like it's a tactic to get like yeah, there are a degree of black women that are loyal for some reason i mean right but like it i mean if we're looking at charlamagne's audience like this is, it's mostly just it's mostly black men who are going to just use this as see he sat down with charlamagne he said he didn't know and it's all like so, I mean, to me, like, it, ju- it just kind of makes you look worse because you picked that platform. Like, instead yeah. of going and answering the hard questions to someone who actually is a fucking journalist. Because let's be clear, Charlamagne's not a fucking journalist. Again, he's a gossip fodder uh, morning talk show host, okay? He's not, he has no integrity. He doesn't, like, he... I mean, like he, it seems like he drops questions on people in interviews with absolutely no notice, which is not the type of thing you're supposed to do. Like, so like, to me, it's just kind of like that man has no journalistic integrity. And so why should I take anything that he asks you or any of your answers seriously when this is all basically just a setup for you to um, rile up your fan base into bullying everybody else online into leaving you the fuck alone? No one is going to leave you alone. I just want you to know that like, like if we've learned nothing else from the past couple of years, it's to ignore black men like who are, who just, who just like do not want to take accountability for anything. And that's what you look like right now. So I don't think it was the smartest move, but Hey, it's clear that he didn't go into this 
he didn't go into these interviews in an attempt to actually take accountability and say that he was sorry not to me so maybe that's harsh um and but i will say i don't entirely blame it on him i think that a lot of it is um because live nation put on this right yeah, yeah, I, I blame a lot of it on Live like Nation, Apple. Uh-huh. So a lot of people in that, and also the security company. So there wasn't much contingency plan, right? And they probably oversold it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things they probably could have done to like make people safer, right? So I, I like to be clear, I don't entirely blame Travis Scott. Like I don't like he he's the talent. He's not supposed to worry about all of those like behind the scenes things, but he still has some part of it because it's still his show. Um, so but like I mean, you should have, and again, I didn't watch the whole thing, but from when I watched, it seemed a whole lot like I didn't know, I didn't know. Woe is me, I didn't know. So and I'm like just we I don't have time for it. So yeah, it, it seems disingenuous to me. Um Speaking of Negrodactyls who are just putting on concerts that I feel like don't need to happen, uh, Drake and that man who's in the sunken place, even though Drake is also kind of in the sunken place, um, because that man is could be a groomer, you mean like ye? yes, well, I mean, ye. everybody knew who the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I just now remember he legally changed his name to just ye. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that guy, whatever the fuck his name is now, um, had a benefit concert for a uh, Larry Hoover at Colorado's ADX prison, because if you did not know, Larry Hoover um, is responsible for, you know, a gang related activity. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that about it. In fact, let me let me give you the skinny. If you don't know who Larry Hoover is, let me let me let me break it down for you according to wikipedia is an american gang leader co-founder of the chicago street gang gangster disciples serving six life sentences at um adx prison um so yeah they had a benefit concert for him which was an interesting choice um so do you think that this uh decision makes uh hip-hop and rap look worse (laughs) than it already does to a lot of people or do you think it's fine I mean, because knowing the history of gangster rap with like Tupac Shakur, Biggie Smalls, both of these men, great rappers, both of these men died according to their art because, you know, a lot of people got killed for a lot less. So I'm not sure why. I mean, I understand why people would turn to gang violence if you've you've grown up in that neighborhood where it's like, okay, you don't have good schools, police already treat you like a criminal. So, okay, probably for for protection, I'll join this gang, I can understand that. Mm -hmm. But if it's supposed to be for this benefit concept to turn people away from gang violence so they don't die at the age of 25, Mm -hmm. that'll be great. So, I mean, for hip hop's image, so I'm not sure if like Drake wanna say, yo, I can be hard too, and that's why he's doing it. Cause Drake lived a pretty damn cushy life and Con- and ye himself almost said his other name <laughs> his- <laughs> uh grew up i think pretty damn middle class 
So maybe it's hard to show them that we can be hard in these streets. I don't forget where I came from. I may have all this money. I may have all these bitches, but I know life can be hard. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, um, I don't know what this was for. I'm not sure what message we're trying to send here, right? Because yes, like while I understand... Oh, uh, never mind. Because I just pulled up a complex. I said, Larry Hoover benefit concert merch sales would reportedly not go towards charity. Where the fuck would it go to? What is it for then? Okay. Oh, we'll benefit a number of criminal justice reforms and profits from merch sales not being earmarked for charity. So I'm guessing it's like criminal justice reform groups. That's one thing. But right. they said they had a budget like 10 million. So pushing boundaries to find culture. So I'm not sure if this is complex articles true because right. I'm guessing would they just go back to them? Because, I mean, if it's going to criminal justice reform, that'll be great. Uh-huh. Um, but if not, so I'm just... <laughs> Which was dedicated to raising awareness for prison and sentencing reform. Okay, because our prisons definitely do need work. Right. As if you guys know anything about the prison industrial complex. I mean, I can't probably explain it, but mm-hmm. I know uh, a boondocks quote that probably goes pretty good. Let's see if I can find it. Boondocks. But while you look for that, I just think it's, well, then why would you call it a Larry Hoover benefit? Con- because that man was a gang leader. <laughs> like, what? I mean, I again, like I'm not sympathizing because I again I grew up middle class as fuck. So like I'm not not sympathizing with the hardships that people who are pushed into joining gangs have to like have to go through. But then at the same time, like it's not like they shouldn't have to go through those things. Like, why are you why are you praising someone who started a gang? Yeah, I think they were saying they're probably like nostalgic for like the free Larry Hoover movement. And I got the quote okay. from Boondocks. So Huey Freeman, yeah. they both Riley and Huey in this episode went for scare strike and one prison asked him what he knows about the prison industrial property. Say the prison industrial complex is a system situated at the intersection of government and private interests. It uses prisons as a solution to social, political, and economic problems, including human rights violation, the death penalty, slave labor, policing, courts the media political prisoners and the elimination of dissent sounds that sounds great so yes you do need to fix the prison industrial complex but for larry hoover um yeah the man committed a legitimate crime that he should go to jail for like it's that nobody when when we say abolish like the police like we want police reform and shit we don't mean that like people who don't commit actual crimes shouldn't serve some sort of sentence of something like they just shouldn't be used for slave labor that's what we mean like we're not saying yeah i mean i know especially like if it's like, okay, someone who got arrested for weed, they probably should not be in jail or for right. persons like abusing crack cocaine. They probably need to go to rehab, not prison. Right. But let's say when, uh, domestic abusers and people who commit violent crimes, yeah, they should be locked up. Yeah, like I'm so like, I just, I, I get the idea like behind the free Larry Hoover, but why are we freeing for what? 
what where to free him what what does he deserve to be free like i don't understand it just shows a lack of critical thinking and i um yeah i don't i don't know uh why everybody put money behind this but then again i do know but then again i'm like we couldn't have called it something else like i don't know you couldn't have picked like anybody else that was influential in that prison that didn't deserve to be in that prison okay sure fine um you couldn't have just called it like prison reform benefit concert or something you couldn't have said that I don't oh, understand. Exoneration of Fred Hampton, probably yeah. something like that. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's words mean things. <laughs> words mean things. And I just, oh, uh, anyway, um, yeah, it's just, it's not smart to me. So I, I mean, but again, like people watched it again, like unwashed Negroes. I'm just kidding. Not just unwashed Negroes watch this, but like, a lot of them were unwashed Negroes watches. So, I mean, you know, cool, I guess. Um, um, do I want to talk about this? Inflation? Do you want to talk about inflation? <laughs> yes. I mean, the only thing can add that inflation is not just happening in America. Joe Biden is not like doing, all right, come on, man, let's blaze inflation. It's happening globally, goddammit. It's not just America. It's also in the UK. It's also in China. Even Chinese millennials are struggling to buy shit that they want. So it's not just an America thing. I do want to emphasize that. Yeah, um, I'm just gonna, I don't have a yay and nay question is, uh, for this. I just wanted to let everybody know that uh, uh, the prices for U.S. consumers jumped 6.8% in November, um, which means that housing, food, and energy and other items are, like, nearly impossible to buy. So it's the highest inflation rate since 1982. Fun fact. Um, so, yeah, just in case you were wondering, like, why, like me, like, if you were like me and you were trying to find an apartment because you have to move in less than two months because <laughs> the current your apartment you're in wants to charge you, like, $1,400 <laughs> to keep living here. Um, yeah, that's why you can't find one because um the inflation <laughs> so um moving on uh guess what jerry the mouse's name is i heard his name is jerome that's right bitches it's jerome if you were wondering what race jerry the mouse was he's black <laughs> yeah i also thought that thomas was also black as well because if you see him saying is you or is you ain't my baby and how much swag he has when picking up other cats and then his owner is black so i always thought that if someone adopted an animal became that race or ethnicity That's so right. when i adopt a dog the dog is black that's right if when i adopt my when i adopt my dog eventually my dog is going to be named pharaoh because why the fuck wouldn't it be pharaoh um but yeah so the question for that um do you do you do you think that they they called they shortened their names to make it less black belmar (laughs) (laughs) trying to put my brother down my brother jerry the mouse 
possibly same thing i guess they make him less black because i did miss tom's owner but they said oh it's probably the housekeeper thinking nah that's pro- that sounds like hurts her house cursing at the cat that's right. <laughs> so i guess they made your owners white so i'm just thinking they're slowly whitewashing it <laughs> how dare you don't do that to my jerome um i i have to i didn't know but then somebody put a clip up of like a movie that they recently had for tom and jerry and like it was one of those stupid the live action ones or whatever yeah and he was blast like jerry jerome was blasting jodeci <laughs> in his little <laughs> mouth hole and i was like oh yeah he black <laughs> oh, just, oh man oh my god wait what's the blackest name that you can think of for a pet uh tyrone is the blackest name i can think of yes tyrone you better call tyrone tyrone get your ass over here (laughs) what i say about peeing in the (laughs) yeah i mean the black i mean i remember when we were younger we had this dog named blackie who was black (laughs) such a creative name belmont yeah i didn't come up with the name i mean i think my dad adopted it from the pound because the dog was cheaper but according to my sister stewie the dog was crazy as hell and not running away well (laughs) you wanted freedom bruh um all right cool um the the i can't think of any blacker names other than pharaoh i just wanted i just want a dog and i want to name it pharaoh leave me alone um okay jerome um anyway uh well so I, I have a couple more things um but I should also wrap this the fuck up because we've been here far too long what do I want to talk about do you okay you can pick do you want it oh well before I go to the last topic um uh all of our support go in our um um our well wishes and uh peace goes out to uh western kentucky and the other states that are being affected by the slew of severe tornadoes that are hitting the country um so this uh, these numbers are not updated um i think about a hundred maybe more than that now people have been killed um and so do all those families um i uh, wish y'all peace um in finding your loved ones or, or burying your loved ones because this is not yeah. it's not a good We're time still looking for people because so many um roofs cake pancake in like at the amazon factory in kentucky and also the candle factory in kentucky as well because there mm-hmm. are built facilities that employ hundreds of people then it just concave in yeah so um yeah just a lot of love and light to those people because this that's devastating um yeah so we're gonna end so i have four topics for you to end on do you want to talk about how big from sex in the city died on a peloton um megan the stallion graduated or that um nancy reagan um is a thought (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I guess we can talk about congratulations to Meg the Stallion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we can also go into someone who's on some real top shit, Nancy Reagan. So right. congratulations to Megan Pete for graduating mm-hmm. Texas Southern University, uh, Houston native and 18 HBCU graduate. Because I think with her degree, she's going to go ahead and open a healthcare facility, mm-hmm. hiring recently graduated uh, HBCU graduates. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, so we're extremely proud of her that girl is a business woman she said while i love this rap shit i also uh am here to make a difference in my community which is the real one that's a real one not to say that travis scott didn't do good but megan did better um yeah. <laughs> so yes congratulations to megan she got her bachelor's in health administration so that's exciting yeah and um, she also got a national uh congressional hero award from seal jackson lee too yeah that's art girl um so congratulations to her but moving on to the real thought of the hour <laughs> reagan was recently so let me break it down for you you might be asking yourself why the fuck is everybody talking about nancy reagan i'm gonna tell you why um so uh this youtuber who keeps showing up on my ads like when i scroll through youtube for no reason whatsoever because what the fuck is the nsa doing why are you showing me this white lady like who what gave yeah who's ben shapiro's little sister right like what about me ever gave you the impression that i wanted to listen to this woman speak but (laughs) classically abby was uh comparing a photo of uh madonna to a photo of the former u.s lady nancy reagan um and somehow or another people decided to just spill all the tea they said oh did you know that that girl was a throat goat and i said i never wanted to know that (laughs) it's oral history of america we need to know this oh my goodness um but yes apparently uh the rumors uh like went as far as talking about how she apparently pleased an entire movie studio one time to how She'd offer it to anybody. So my question is, um, do you think she was doing this before or after she was married? First of all, I'm pretty sure in Hollywood during those days, definitely before, because I think it was like from this woman's kitty tell all novel in Hollywood. Considering it's like early, like 1920s, 1930s. I'm not sure the woman's fucking old, and I have nothing positive to say about the Reagans. Uh-huh. I mean, I can rant about them all the time and do do a research, do a mixtape, do a disc tape on all of them. Considering she let the age crisis go wild and she used racism, so I think it happened before she was married. But I'm thinking even like. Ronald Reagan at the time was also sleeping around too. He was pretty liberal before he met Nancy. So the throat goat, just say yes, Nancy. Cause she said she was very popular at MGM. So yeah, I think it was before she was married, but then I guess after they got married, she already locked him down. She doesn't need to do that Glock Glock action anywhere. Like just say no, you just keep it in marriage kids, you bitch. And I guess that's the loophole that I know a lot of my, friends who are like devout christians or catholics do we're thinking if as long as the mouth and i mean any hole but the vaginal hole is fine so then it's fine (laughs) yeah so yeah they're probably have like a lot more experience but then a low body count technically that's right 
be like, oh, how many other people have you been there? Zero. But then how is it that you suck dick well? <laughs> like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, can I tell you something? I'm not that shocked about the fact that Nancy Reagan is a freak in the sheets. Like, you know what? I'm pretty sure that this is not the first time somebody y'all thought was like, uber conservative or not that it's always the people that you least expect that are the freaks you know what i'm saying yeah i mean i think they probably put out an image because there's so many politicians that said i'm super against gay people gays wrong end up they're being closeted so yeah her freak so yeah what's really classical so yeah madonna can do both she can still be a grandma and still post a thought pic because i'm thinking if i'm around that age and i had the body as Madonna has, I don't want to post both. I'm thinking granny still got it. And then here are my grandkids. <laughs> right. And then the next post, the first post is a thirst trap. And the next post is, oh my God, look at what my grandson made for me today. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, like balance is important people. Okay. Yeah. Cause classically Abby said, what do you want to be remembered for when you're 50? You want to talk about your wonderful family race or your nice body? Girl, nobody's going to remember you regardless. So like what? Would you rather be proud? I mean, you want to be classical? You rather people no. talk about your wonderful family or your wonderful body? No, girl, why not both? Like, like my little cousin always says, I'm shouting you out, girl. Why not both? <laughs> why not both? And she said this because she wanted both uh, orange juice and milk, but that doesn't fucking matter. Like, why not both? Um... But hey, listen what I'm saying. I'm like, listen, if I were Nancy Reagan and people fucking hated me, I would want to be remembered for the fact that I gave good head as well. Like, what the fuck? Why not? Like, why not? Yeah, you don't want to be. And then they said probably a little bit after she was married, because I'm thinking Ronald Reagan was so pissed. He said, I'm going to destroy black people. <laughs> Here's crack. Um. Yeah, I... I can't wait for more people that y'all felt like were just the most upstanding, could do no wrong people to come out and turn out to be freaks. I can't wait for that to happen. Um, because what the hell y'all think? Like, you just, you think these people are one? No, no. Nancy Reagan was out here getting all of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, past. I mean, she made a liberal man go hella conservative. I mean, the bedrock of all that is conservative politics in America. It's crazy. I'm thinking gluck, gluck, make you go conservative. Listen, she had that game. <laughs> she had that shit on luck. That's all I'm saying. Um, that seems like a good place to end it for right now and take a break, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to take a quick break. I might make myself like a really quick enchilada and then we'll be right back. <laughs> I'll just stretch. <laughs> oh, we're back. Yes. I have cereal because I'm lazy and I didn't feel like cooking. Um, all right. And we're here to talk about how working in America is the fucking worst. All right, let's go. <laughs> um, so yes, the struggle of finding um, work in America has been, well, it's been bad even before the pandemic, let's be honest, um, because there's a lot of different things that go into job seeking now, like 
obviously like most places you have to apply online most places require most places structured like their requirements crazy um most places will require like you do this or you do that and it's like take a test you know what I mean like that's weird like how many jobs I had to take a test for I'm like what the fuck is this yeah Um, especially personality tests I can just rant about this right like we could we could go into a child because listen we're we're unfortunately not married to rich people and so we have to work <laughs> um for that I can pay for this apartment I'm sitting in um at the yeah. pay for my martial arts lessons somehow exactly she has to pay to be able to mount somebody <laughs> somehow I'm not in jiu-jitsu yet but once I join it I'll I'll probably talk about my experience with the best uh, jiu-jitsu masters ever. Well, professors, because he still has a couple more years before he reached master. But I guess it's weird for me being Black calling anyone master. Yeah, I wouldn't call him that even after he was one. I'd be all like, hey, professor. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, uh, we're going to kind of jump around this entire... It's going to be a rant just as like a like a, a warning yeah. spoiler it's gonna be around so we're yeah. sorry if i get information all it's just based on my opinion how i feel in my soul my experience of the process mm-hmm. that was beautiful snaps that was poetry <laughs> right there slam poetry okay. okay um the first thing i have on my list is like skilled versus unskilled labor um and what I want to start off saying about that is that I'm tired of y'all saying that shit just as a, like, as a precursor, like, uh, cause I don't know what unskilled labor is. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. What do you think it is, Belmar? <laughs> well, I think it's probably like, oh, anything that's repetitive, but yeah. And I agree with Nikki Alley and the fact there's no such thing as unskilled labor. Cause mm-hmm. a lot of people said, oh, like flipping burgers is unskilled or like packing boxes at Amazon is unskilled. No, because when I think about the fact that they have, I mean, I'm spitballing ideas here because they were saying, oh, a robot can do it. Because I remember they tried to get a burger flipping robot. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, where they, all they have to do is flip burgers, but they can't really automate because they all because of the common argument I heard like, oh, if you ask for more money, they'll get rid of jobs and start getting robots to pay for things. But then here we are, perfect opportunity for burger flipping robots and here we are and we don't have it like there was a robot i think in california that had a robot that made pizzas but it didn't last longer than two months so i just because automation is really not going to take people's jobs and because or right say for example this automation would also take away doctors jobs which i'm not really big on because many times um, ai is bias so they may not have experience with say dark-skinned people and black people in health where they say oh are your lips turning blue well i have dark skin and my lips can't really turn blue exactly yeah um and i think like you have to remember like a lot of people say that they're like oh well then a robot could just replace you like ais and robots and other programs that's all coded programmed made by human beings and so it also has a degree of human error does it have as much of a degree as you of human error no but there's still like what belmars was saying there's still a requirement in a lot of those cases where you need that human 
like element there in order to get a job done. And so the idea that there even is such a thing as unskilled labor is just like a thinly veiled is a thin, it's a thinly veiled insult like for y'all to just say I think your job is worthless even though Chad if you want a burger if all the people in McDonald's down the street from you quit you won't have a fucking burger so then what the fuck are you gonna do now oh I'm just saying like it seems and I didn't talk about this story earlier um it appeared on my uh, Twitter feed but Kellogg's actually had a whole bunch of people that boycotted this week and they fired all of them just yeah. fired all of them and was just going to replace all of them because and they were boycotting because they wanted more money obviously yeah more like, money better working conditions and considering that kellogg's and all these companies uh are making record profits so there's really no excuse why you can't pay your workers more there isn't there's no excuse why you can't pay anyone a livable wage no one has yet to come up with an actual solid argument for me as to why you can't pay somebody a livable wage. Like y'all keep making this argument of, oh, why should I pay somebody who works in um, like retail or uh, food service or all of these other like menial and laborious, let's be clear, jobs, right? Um, a livable wage when anybody could do that. Okay, well, why don't you do it then? I yeah, and I think it becomes like, I remember watching a TikTok a long time ago, but I guess kind of creates a vicious feedback loop. Like we can't raise minimum wage because if you raise minimum wage, things will cost more. Things will cost more. People are going to have problem affording it and people can't afford things because minimum wage is so low because they say, oh, what about small businesses? I'm thinking nine times out of 10, y'all don't give a fuck about small businesses. And you do bring up the small business argument. No. Yeah. And we already can't afford things. Like, let me be, again, I just told y'all earlier, the inflation rate, 6.8%. Yeah. Highest since 1982. And you're still not paying people a $15 an hour wage. Like, this is before we've federally mandated it to be $15 an hour. That's yeah. not even supposed to take effect across the entire country until, like, what? Like, 2020 four like it's years from now and so it's just kind of like people already can't afford shit like yeah and funny thing is i was gonna rant also on the reagans as well (laughs) i mean uh president satan and thunderhead before their administration minimum wage was always a livable wage and always raised like as each year because you know inflation goes up so minimum wage also goes up every year but during his presidency he said no people are getting too much money so let's just cut the uh raising minimum wage just keep it at one constant rate and that's why y'all are getting paid 7.25 an hour yeah or barely 10 so there's really no such thing as like unskilled labor because i'm thinking there is a degree of skill because i can't just jump in mcdonald's and start flipping burgers like yeah i know how to cook a burger but to the mcdonald's standard and cook like 20 burgers like every 30 minutes Uh, you know that does take a a degree of skill and multitasking to like get everything out right like these people are and like you gotta cook burgers you gotta cook fries you gotta cook. You gotta make the little ice cream if the machine is not broken <laughs> to the right swirl, like ratio to the cone. Like 
y'all are i'm saying it facetiously but like that shit is not easy like if y'all try i'm pretty sure half the people who have this argument if they tried to stand in a hot kitchen for an hour doing that shit they would be all like you're only paying me what eight dollars yeah, and for those who don't know how to cook i mean if you ever cook for an extended period of time you will want to get paid well because you know me who loves to cook from time to time but i'm also lazy mm-hmm. it takes a lot of stamina and strength to cook and also i wish that in america we let like cashiers sit down yeah like that doesn't make any fucking sense like they're literally just like they're sitting there typing things in the key and bagging your shit they don't need to stand for that I don't know yeah. why y'all have made that the standard, like for my feet to like inflate in my shoes so that I can barely fucking walk because I'd stand all day. It doesn't make me think. Right. I hated that shit when I worked in retail. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, because I mean, and this is one of the things I have on here was for your like your first job. So my first job was in uh, Spencer's Gifts. Ooh. yeah everybody always says that when i say my first job was in spencer's gifts because like most people who've ever been to spencer's gifts like are like so you sold sex toys and i'm like not really <laughs> yeah i mean i guess people are familiar within the back i mean the front of spencer is kind of like hot topic but then the back it's kind of like adam and eve mm-hmm. a downgraded adam and eve like let's be clear because adam and eve has much better products than spencer's if you ever want a sex toy don't go to spencer's bitches like just go to adam <laughs> go to cindy's or like adam and eve or somebody yeah. god but like yeah like you just you're wandering i never got i was never cashier because everybody who looked at me could tell like in my interviews that like i did not want to do math and so like <laughs> And so, like, I would just walk around, like, both of the retail jobs I had, I literally would, like, either man, like, the changing stalls and fold shit and be on the floor, be on the floor and sell shit. I'd be all, like, like, fixing, like, all the displays and then being, like, you look like you need a tank top. Here you go. Yeah. (laughs) Sell them. Like, you know, buy one, get one free. That's what I'm saying. Like y'all are over here. Like that's unskilled labor, but a salesman who is doing the exact same shit that I was doing is getting paid like $75 an hour for that shit. But I don't deserve 15 for <laughs> doing the same shit you do. That doesn't make sense. Right. It doesn't make sense. So I'm, and if you feel like you're not getting paid enough at your job to where you feel like I don't deserve, like if somebody in retail or, or waitress staff or like janitorial or anything don't deserve to get that much money, then you need to demand more money. That they, and hello, everybody just needs to demand more money. Like why, why is that not the solution instead of, well, I don't get paid. Uh, so why should you get paid? Well, then ask for more money. Yeah, I'm thinking, oh, why do you need $15 an hour and I do all this complicated stuff? Thinking, yes, I mean, doesn't mean they should be paid less. You should be paid more. Like, yes, you deserve more money than $15 an hour that we should just raise the bar. Don't bring people down, bring everyone up. Exactly. Hell, everybody at my job knows that I want to be paid more than I'm being paid right now. (laughs) Okay, like, I'm just saying. Um, And so, yeah, it's just kind of like, I don't, I don't know where y'all got this from and y'all are just being y'all are being hateful. Bill Mars, what was your job? Your first job? Well, my first big girl job besides, you know, getting paid for chores was actually lab analyst. Mm. 
-hmm. it was toxicology fucking hated that job the (laughs) boss was weird sexual harassing uh fuck that job because you know I just need to just take because they put so much on me because I'm guessing I'm young I'm hungry for experience I was only getting paid $13 an hour Mm -hmm. so we tested pee for like drugs we also did like date rape samples uh blood we have to check the type of drugs in there and then after we do that we have to like confirm it with bench so I was the only one doing like both parts of the lab so I wasn't even fully trained when I was let go from them fucking bastards so, um, cause I remember the first day it was like, I was just mind my own business. And then the boss comes up and asks all the people there who are girls said, Oh, do you guys have any little girls at home? Thinking what? I was just wondering if you guys have any little girls at home I said, I have a niece, but she doesn't live with me. Like, Oh, cause I just found this necklace. So, and then he went to another female who was doing, uh, pharmaceuticals and like, look what I got you a necklace, put it on. It's like a little texas necklace um and then second day he yelled at us because we were just taking a break because it was like uh someone's birthday and then we received a date rape kid it's like oh yeah we uh we received it we didn't process like how come you didn't really process it i mean this is why people die with people like you just sitting around also enjoy your cake so i was like ooh shit what a sign yeah <laughs> I mean, it was really hard for me to enjoy that Tris Leches cake. Right, I after mean, somebody so, just made you feel bad about a date rate kid. <laughs> yeah, so of course I didn't last long because I did make mistakes in that job, but I guess I probably should have asked. Like, there was so much work to do and they put so much on me because I wasn't fully trained. And so only after like six weeks and three days just let go after that job but I guess it was better for it because I got went to another job that paid me more than that Mm -hmm. so I went to Exxon after that but fuck that fucking toxicology pee smells like shit I mean well I also worked another lab job where it's um not as messy so that first job I got I absolutely hated it i mean at first i blamed myself thinking i should have done more i'm thinking no that was a toxic work environment mm-hmm. oh and let's not even get into toxic work environments child like and i'm tired of like okay so part of the reason why i decided i wanted to talk about this topic today was because i saw this trend is old actually on tiktok about people asking what it was like to work in america and almost everybody overwhelmingly said I gave an example of I had a medical emergency and then I got fired afterwards even though I told people in advance that I had a medical emergency or like um somebody didn't want to pay me enough I experienced some sexual harassment at my workplace or like something any of these awful things like just like listed off and I would like I remember these three white men had videos and that entire trend like that I that thread that I looked at and all three of them one of them was from an immigrant immigrant from Canada who got offered like he's a tech graduate and he had got gotten offered something immediately after graduating um that was like in like five figures five or almost six figures after he graduated and he wanted to be all like Oh, just get to work. And then this other guy basically said the same thing, like how he moved up from being like 
somebody who worked at a roofing company to owning one. And then another guy was like, I'm looking at all your, all your videos. And I'm just saying like, he's like, where do y'all work? Find another place to work. And I need y'all to understand that if a trend happens on any social media platform and people are basically screaming in your face, like a hundred people are saying to you, this is what this shitty job does to me and they like list any of these examples and your response to it is well that's not my experience so clearly like you just need to find a better place at work or you just need to that's not the answer the answer is is that this is a toxic work environment or this is a toxic company and they need to change not I need to, because if like a thousand people are telling you all the different companies that this was a shitty work environment, then that means that they're not the problem. <laughs> they're not yeah. the, the common denominator is, is that in America, like if you, your benefits are shit and your pay is shit. Like, especially if you're in these like starter positions or like these retail positions or these whatever position if you get benefits at all great but like if you use your benefits not great because what the fuck do you think you're doing you need to be at work (laughs) so it's just kind of like in compared to other countries that are like because we're supposedly a first world country compared to other first world countries we suck like (laughs) yeah everyone else in every other developed nation is like if you're sick just there's no such thing as sick time just don't come to work but if you I remember in my first big girl job I worked for a a clinic I worked in a uh um fuck what what the fuck do I do again (laughs) I worked in a marketing department I forgot (laughs) I forgot I forgot what field I was in for like a whole five seconds I was like what do I do um, I worked for a marketing department for a healthcare clinic. We had this writer. It was flu season. So of course we were all mandated to get flu shots because we work for a fucking healthcare clinic. Right. Um, even though we weren't, didn't actually work in the clinic. But right. um, so this el- elder gentleman, he was a writer, white man, pretty much, pretty sure he made five times the salary that I made. Right. Um, and I was making $17 an hour, which was not bad, all things considering. Um, but it was flu season and he had the flu, but he decided that he had to finish some assignment that he was given so badly that he came in anyway. Mm. Um, and he sat there. I don't know how long he was there, maybe half a day. And then he left and I, and the office administrator and, and one of the other, one of our friends actually lemonade had to clean that entire disinfect that entire cubicle because this man decided to come to work that day because we couldn't afford obviously other people to accidentally touch that shit or anything else he touched in the office and get sick so we had to disinfect the printer the copier his cubicle all other random doorknobs he could have like potentially touched all because he decided that he had to come to work that day because in america if you're sick it doesn't matter. You still come to work. <laughs> like, 
And yeah, kind of like suck it up, pull yourself by the bootstraps mentality because no one else is going to do it for me. And because I remember like the TikTok, like, okay, how do you know that America got you fucked up? Because, you know, Mm -hmm. this American went over to Europe and I'm not sure which exact country. And and they were talking about benefits. They talk about, you know, vacation days and everything. And then she asked them, like, how many sick days do we get? Like, what, what do you mean? How many sick days you get? I mean, if you're sick, just take the time off versus America you have to come when you're sick or whatever just grin and bear it so and I guess that's kind of bad because I think about a time with my previous job before I went to Moderna at the small lab at another lab a petrochemical lab and I was requesting days off in advance and my supervisor was trying to talk me out of it but I was actually taking that time to go to my grandfather's funeral so then he dropped it yeah so like I mean it's just and I mean I had a similar experience I worked a daycare job like between the my last big girl job and this other big girl job um and I had put in like I got the job like a month before my birthday and I told her like at the whatchamacallit I'm like hey I'm gonna need a couple days off because I'm going on a birthday trip well we changed managers like the lady that was there when I got hired like quit and then mm-hmm. someone else because and that's a and that's a thing too like I y'all always are astonished by turnover in some of these jobs what the fuck do you expect like yeah. when you're not getting paid shit like you're not staying so like she we got a new person that ran the center and she was trying to schedule me for those days and I mean, like, I've never been the type of person to be like, oh, yeah, I'll cancel. No, I was like, I've already bought the tickets. I'm leaving. I don't really, I don't care. You have to find somebody else. And at that point, I was only a part-timer anyway. So I'm like, I can't help you. I'm not full-time anyway. So what do you want from me? Um, But yeah, uh, I... What the fuck was I talking about? Do you see this as a rant? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we're ranting about, I guess, first time jobs and I'm Mm -hmm. guessing sick days and I guess off days. So I'm guessing technically for me, that's more like a mental health day. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So and just a lot of jobs, especially in America, is like when you're sick, you're expected to come in. But now I think even like during the pandemic, I want to say after because we're still in a goddamn panoramic pandemonium right now Mm -hmm. where they're like okay if you have COVID don't come to work right I mean now so I think a lot of things they said that wasn't possible it is possible like working from home which is a big one like working conditions because you know talking to my significant other he was talking about this accounting firm who are losing good workers because many of them said hey because some people like I guess the younger generation or people who actually love their families want to work from home because uh-huh. they said we work from home in the uh in the pandemic and I'm traveling all the way from like Comro the Woodlands all the way to downtown Houston mm-hmm. why not I just work from home because if I'm just doing accounting shit you don't have to be in the office to do that you the bird said yeah we're not going to do that because a lot of people in that accounting firm actually hate their family and trying to get away from them <laughs> Because I heard reports of like people flirting with plus ones. So for their Christmas party this year, they had no plus ones because, you know, last time they had the plus ones before the panoramic began, uh, people were, husbands were flirting with other people. Last Christmas. (laughs) 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 
but the very next day you gave it away to somebody else's wife what the fuck is wrong with you um (laughs) but oh man that's wild um yeah but i mean and a lot of things have been proven that they can be done during the panorama um that a lot of y'all thought that wasn't a possible um but i think like oh i remember what i was talking about now i think that it's so very easy because again all three of these men who decided that they had an opinion were white and i was just like this really easy and so like i you said like pull yourself up by the bootstraps and i just wanted to mention because one of my questions was what are you tired of people who have made it saying to job seekers? Um, I'm really tired of y'all saying that shit. Stop saying that shit. You can't pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You don't have any fucking boots. Yeah, I think also another time, I'm guessing the older generation is also different from the younger generation or like uh, just grin and bear because many of my friends and significant others uh, were complaining like if they're in a toxic work environment, they say, oh, don't quit or just keep working because I was talking to one of my friends who ended up quitting the lab and getting another job that paid more because I mean she was having a miserable time just working in the lab that we were working at and her parents were disappointed that she quit without having like a backup plan mm-hmm. uh, or like oh why did you quit your job you should be like work and then get another job you shouldn't just show loyalty or something like that so I'm just thinking job loyalty because I know it's not easy to just jump and get another job. And also right at the same time, jobs really don't care about you because you're replaceable. Right, exactly. Like, and a lot of people will say this shit would be like, become irreplaceable. How? How? That doesn't, that doesn't happen anymore. Unless you're literally the owner of this company or you like, not even like if you have stock in it or you were one of the first people who helped to build it, are you guaranteed that position? Because like, if somebody else is your boss, they can fire you like at yeah. any point. Like you're not guaranteed. I remember somebody was telling me a story about how this guy like had basically created the software for this company and he had been there for years and the way that he basically made sure he had job security was to to not teach anyone the entire program so that they had to rely on him so that they had no way they had no choice but to keep him on they could not fire him because no one else knew this program inside out like he did he made sure he never taught anybody the full like logistics of this thing and I was just like I mean because like I guess he knew that like as soon as he taught somebody else that they were gonna fire him like, we don't need you anymore. Like, I think, and, and I think for America, and I won't just say America, like individual societies, individualistic societies as a whole, like, it's about, that's why, like, I, I also am like, who gives a fuck about loyalty? Like, my, it's really <laughs> weird because, like, I, I face that same thing, too. My parents, when I... I'm going to tell you that I got fired when I got fired and like, but they offered me like, Oh my God, my screen did something weird. Sorry. When they offered me like, uh, like this, like contractor position to come back or whatever, I was like, I'm not taking it because I too was in a toxic work environment and I was miserable. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I had like 
high, high I've had some form of depression, like some like high functioning depression. Like I like right. diagnosed myself because I was that fucking miserable. And they were like, oh, but what are you saying? Like you wouldn't go back. I'm like, I'm not fucking going back. That's what I'm saying. But like, it's so weird because my dad is very much like, a loyal person and my mom is very much like fuck these companies like you get what you get from them and then you leave and I'm just like where's the bet okay <laughs> so um yeah no I I'm I'm tired of y'all saying that like I just it's it's not and it's not that easy for you to just get up and get another job sometimes like you do for your own mental health you have to quit and like you may or may not have that you know cushion like you may right. have to figure out you have to scrounge up some money for bills but hey at least you're not like threatening to shoot gary in the face because he photocopied the wrong <laughs> thing again you fucking nutwad like it's just like <laughs> yeah so and especially have like people I know who complain about their job, like working in IT, because they were looking up uh, how much they're getting paid, and if they're being grossly underpaid, because the market-wise, they're getting paid six figures, and they were to quit their current job situation now, versus like, okay, I'm getting paid 50K now, versus I can get paid like 200K somewhere else. So I'm just thinking with that opportunity, fucking go for it. Right, and like, I think, this is not the best segue, but I think this goes into like the, the right to work states, right? right? For instance, we are in a right to work state, which means in Texas, if you don't know what that means in Texas, they can fire you for whatever the fuck they want to. They don't have to tell you what it's for either. Yeah, um, it's not like race, gender, right. sex. Can't fire you for protected classes technically, but they they don't have to tell you why they fired you either. Yeah um I got fired and nobody from my first from my first big girl job I got fired and nobody could give me a good enough reason for why they did it yeah I got fired from my first big girl job second big girl job was contractor and the contract ended third one it was actually more of a slave job because it was like an internship Mm -hmm. but they didn't pay me in fact I was more like spending more money to go to that job because at that time I wanted to go to medical school. So I was doing clinical research. I was excited, but I wasn't getting paid anything. But then I realized going all the way from like North Houston to South Houston, that's like an hour and 40 minute drive. And I've fallen asleep while driving back home. I realized, yeah, this job is killing me. I can't do this. Right. Like, um, yeah. So, I mean, if you're in a situation like that, you got to do what's best for you. Um, but yeah, don't, don't give into these people who are like, you need a backup plan. Like girl, no, sometimes I just need a plan at all because I'm gonna, my, my backup plan is I'm gonna burn this whole building down. Cause I hate everyone in it. <laughs> That's the plan. And I need another one. And the best one is to quit. Um, yeah, that's, um, that's rough um bad segue do you think that um do you feel like higher education actually matters now when you're job hunting well I think for my industry with safety um I went to classes with where right now I'm getting my certification in uh, occupational safety health technology Mm -hmm. 
And so many people actually work like good jobs in like construction and none of them have like a college degree. Like they have like years of experience. So they can probably talk circles around me. Mm -hmm. But I just think there's also like, especially with that industry, it's just like a glass ceiling on how far you can go without an education. I think, Mm -hmm. yes, you can, depending on what job you do. Like I'm pretty sure because I remember this one lady, she braided my hair and gave me a, a, I forgot, well, passion twist. Mm-hmm. And she used to be a teacher, but she just got burnt out by the system. And now she's making more money in bank, just braiding hair. Because yeah. I'm thinking I pay her like $200, $150 like, per hair, and then she washes and cleans it. So uh, I think to an extent that, yes, it probably could help because I think the standard gets raised so much. Because usually back in the day, I guess, in our parents' generation, oh, all you needed was a college degree and a hard working spirit. When you feel honest, you can just make your way and like support a whole family. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, just get a bachelor's degree. It shows that you can commit yourself to something. Now, here I am with a bachelor's in fucking goddamn biology. <laughs> I mean, looking for work because I guess the standards have been raised so much. Like, oh, you need certifications. And I think for a certain job, like I know with tech, uh, you don't have to have a college degree. You just need like certifications. Other right. ones, like if I want to go more into medical field, like, oh, we want people with degrees. So right. I think depending what you want to do, like if you want to go be a lawyer, be a doctor or like engineering then those those jobs require like at least a bachelor's or like professional schools versus like if you want to do tech or if you just are pretty good like hair stuff because people who do hair make fucking bank welding so i think it also needs to go into uh dang i forgot what those schools are called like Um, welding schools like a welding uh trade schools trade schools yeah Mm mm-hmm so those are coming up as well because a lot of people who like in like retail real because going to retail you don't need much degree but you probably have like more benefits because I was watching CNBC about the great resignation about this mm-hmm. woman who actually used to be uh in the restaurant industry for nine years she got laid off during the pandemic so she decided i'm going to go be a crane operator so she got paid double and then she would just work from seven to five and she has like paid time off and other benefits and like health care that you wouldn't get anywhere else so mm-hmm. i think definitely well certain a lot of industries probably you don't really require a degree but some of them do so i think it really depends on the field you want and for me, especially since I'm trying to go more into industrial hygiene, uh, higher education is kind of beneficial. Uh, you're sneaking away. Um, I I would say, I think it, I agree that it depends on the, um, the industry you're going, trying to go into. And I also agree it depends on what level job you want. Um, a lot of these entry level jobs in specific fields will will tell you like that you need, um, a degree to even apply. Um, but it doesn't say in what, (laughs) like, yeah, degree. And like, I can tell you because I've been in marketing now for like, fuck, has it been five years? I don't even (laughs) fucking know. Um, because I've been in marketing for so long. Um, I don't have a degree in marketing. (laughs) <laughs> I have a degree in English, creative, uh, creative writing, and psychology. Uh, 
And I just finesse my way through all my interviews <laughs> into getting <laughs> marketing jobs because apparently when you have a psychology degree and you know how to write, like everybody is like, oh, you can market to people. And I'm like, yes, I can. And here <laughs> I am. But like, um, yeah, no, I think higher education, um, obviously like trade schools and all that, those are important for those kinds of, but like, if you're trying to get a job in an office, no, probably yeah. not. No. And then I remember the fact that Jeffrey Epstein lied about going to college and he's a fucking rich guy who has a pedophile island. Well, he so was. Thinking- and now he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like, I mean, I, I don't think it, because I can tell you this, like I have a four-year degree that I got in three and a half years um that has absolutely little to nothing to do with my fields that I'm currently in and I have like learned more skills just on the job getting experience in this field than I have probably in school because I can tell you I actually have a co-worker who has a marketing degree and she's like that degree nearly useless (laughs) (laughs) nearly useless is because because just marketing as like a as a field is ever evolving it's about you trying to catch a fad before the fad starts (laughs) so that's essentially what marketing is it's like you trying to get somebody to buy something with a fad and like predicting what that fad is so that someone will will pay money for whatever the fuck you're trying to sell them like that's you're basically just spending your company's money so that they can make more money okay like that's your whole job and so it's just kind of like it just higher education is not necessary I think for a lot of office unless you're trying to do fucking accounting I get but like yeah, because I remember when I was working at Exxon, we were doing a lot of SDS work and everyone around me, I mean, one person had a degree in chemistry and other people have like different types of degree. Like one person has a degree, I think in economics, she got at NYC and she used to actually work in finance. So I'm just thinking with data processing, I'm thinking you probably don't even need a degree in science to work in, in data processing. You don't. When I used to work in an oil and, and when I used to work in an oil and gas place, most of the dating processors, pretty sure they didn't have four-year degrees or they were still in school. Like they were still getting a degree, like, and they worked in data processing and they got paid, pretty sure they got paid more than me, which I'm like, what the fuck, brah? Like, (laughs) just because I get to go on free trips and, uh, free get free things, they should get paid more than me. That's stupid. Um, I'm just kidding. But um yeah I don't think it matters in all instances and which is why I feel like especially with entry level like okay so here's how I feel I feel like we should abolish internships unpaid internships especially because yes I'm not your gopher bitch um (laughs) we should abolish unpaid internships and just make all these entry level jobs that y'all claim you're only going to pay like so much money just make it an internship and make it and don't require because most of the time in these entry-level jobs which you're making people do for the amount of money that they are getting is what a lot of people would call unskilled labor anyway because like when I was when I was an intern intern at um the 
the clinic that I was at, um, I didn't learn shit. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. I didn't learn shit, but I got paid $17 an hour to not learn shit. So that was yeah. like, that was nice, but I still did shit. Like I, I, I basically learned how to run an office, which is not what I ever wanted to learn how to do. Like I learned how to answer phones and like mail shit and stuff like that. And it was like, they were paying me $17 an hour. And I was like, that's great. More of this. Like that's, I feel like that should have just been called an entry level position because like I was learning the office people really should have been teaching me more shit but that was just a bad company but like that's your entry level that's your entryway like you pay me so much to do things around the office and then you teach me when you don't need me for these piddly little stupid things that you don't want to take five minutes to do you teach me how to do the things that I want to learn to do like in my case it was writing scripts or like you know um like how to sit in pitch meetings or uh, I don't know, like whatever the case may be. Um, that should be your entry level. If you want to retain people, right? that should be your entry level position. I'm gonna pay you this much. You're gonna do a lot of grunt work, but in between that grunt work, I'm gonna teach you how to like pitch an idea to an executive. Yeah, I mean. Or organize an event or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, I mean, my like internship was actually a for clinical research. I mean, that job also sucked ass because I was only running purely on passion and interest for the subject where we had to run clinical trials and majority of it's like unpaid internships. Like I had to call people um, to interest them in clinical trials. I had to learn to take blood, how to run an EKG, how to like do uh facts for paperwork so I was doing like several different jobs and on top of that I had to call for appointments so I was doing administrating clinical work diagnosing people uh, screening people and I got paid nothing I worked like full-time for like five days but I remember when I first I thought okay four times a week and it was family run by someone uh who co- probably couldn't even practice medicine in America so um <laughs> It was, a lot of things they did are hella shady. So, <laughs> I mean, I did that for like three months purely because I thought I'm interested in clinical research and I wanted to go into medical school one day. But yeah, never again. My brain was fried and going. And I did like working with people and make sure they help, but then also getting hit on by patients, which was uncomfortable as hell. Yeah, because I'm thinking the dude's old enough to be my dad. So, yeah. <laughs> And yeah, so I learned how to do run for heart failure, dyslipidemia, hypogonadism, because I would just say, oh, hypogonadism, like, no, don't say hypogonadism, a low testosterone, because that's kind of insulting to men. I forgot what she told me to call it, but yeah. I don't care. I'll insult you. Testosterone replacement therapy is what you want me to say instead of like low testosterone or hypogonadism. I think I prefer hypogonadism because that's less, I guess, of a streak towards your manhood. But no, she said testosterone replacement. Bitch, it's hypogonadism. (laughs) (laughs) We say only technical terms in this house. Um, Yeah. So, I mean... For those of you who are applying for entry-level positions, like uh, maybe you're trying to get into a new field or you are just getting out of school or anything like that, ignore. 
the part where they say you need to have so much experience just ignore that shit and apply for it anyway what yeah what is so frustrating to thinking oh entry level just means entry level to this company nah as far as i'm concerned it means entry level to any fucking job so like (laughs) just apply for it anyway because the worst thing they can do is say no and if they say no then you didn't need to go there anyway so like hey apply for it anyway um oh, speaking of applying for jobs do you feel like sites like linkedin and indeed and ZipRecruiter and all those other uh, job sites job search sites do you feel like they work i think to an extent yes i'm just thinking probably works i think it's kind of like an extension of a tool uh because i guess that's how i got most of my jobs is like through linkedin well actually through indeed.com and just like applying like fucking crazy i mean i recently got a linkedin because i realized okay i probably need to do more than just indeed and zip recruiter or career builder to like reach out so i think it's good because i think it is um like a stepping stone or way to get into the country but uh, a company but then i think also the bad thing is think because they get like so many applicants per job that there's not a human screening them Usually it's just a robot. So if you don't have the right key terms, like I'm getting into safety, uh, but you could also get for key terms like occupational health, environmental, industrial hygiene. I mean, all those words, I guess, if you're in the field, it all means the same thing. But if you're just like going for those specific keywords, then a lot of those robots won't pick it up and you may pass over a good applicant. So, I mean, that happened to me. So I was like, oh, you don't have the right experience thinking, but I've been working in like different types of environments, like petrochemical labs, clinical, all that shit. And then I had to get passed over. And I think that's an issue with like a lot of these job sites that they just go by keywords on the resume versus like people who actually have experience. Yeah. Um, a little tip. Um, the last time I, and it was the shortest period I ever had, which I I guess I kind of attributed to these like workshops that I would take, but like, and they were free. Um, But um, uh, the way that the hiring process goes is like this. First, a robot scans your resume. They look for those keywords. If it makes it past that first robot, (laughs) it gets sent through another robot. (laughs) to check more thoroughly in your resume for I guess like different criterion and then if it makes it past that robot it gets sent to an intern and the intern at the actual (laughs) company will check your resume and be like oh this seems like a good person and then they'll give it to the hiring manager that's how somebody who was actually in HR broke that down to me once yeah, and I guess what's even worse, I guess if I try for like bigger companies, they like to play like 20 goddamn questions. <laughs> like I was primed to be like a safety ex- uh, specialist at Amazon. Mm-hmm. So you fill out your application, then you have to do these personality quizzes. Like, will you consider yourself a good person? Do you hold, do you regret things? Do you attribute your success to other people? I'm thinking, how the fuck does that to do with working at Amazon? Just right. give me my goddamn coin. Hire right. me, bitch. Like, it's like, is Jeff Bezos a good person? Does he attribute his success to other people? No! <laughs> Give me my money! So, like, just, okay, so, and I'm not sure how those personality quizzes help for, like, bigger companies, because I know some of them do that. Like, do, like, typing tests 
because uh, I remember I had to do one typing test where I got the job offer, but I turned it down because I only pay like $10 an hour mm-hmm. uh, to be like a ty- uh, medical scribe. Oh, uh, I almost took a job as a medical scribe, but like halfway in the training process, I quit because like they basically wanted me to be a fucking nurse. Like I had to like learn terms that I was like, what? I don't have time yeah. for this. So I do know a good a bit of like medical terminology. And they said, oh, like 40% of people like go on to do medical careers. So I'm guessing people are close with a doctor. And that's when I was like hardcore into medicine. But I'm just kind of like burnt out with medicine right now, considering how everyone treated like nurses, doctors, and other medical professionals during the pandemic. Oh, I'm just kind of like pushed away from it. <laughs> yeah. Let's be how they still treat them. Let's be clear. Yeah. Y'all are still disrespectful as, full as fuck. Like, ooh, you're bad. Um, yeah, uh, I, I like Indeed um, a lot. I will say that um, I don't like LinkedIn as much because I feel like you have to work too hard. And like, why is my job now finding a job like (laughs) i'm burnt out by the end of my long days filling out applications because it's practically a job and it's just kind of like why do we need to do all this but i mean i feel like linkedin is more helpful for people who already have jobs (laughs) to like be all like to boost like maybe people who don't have jobs like I but I don't feel like I I don't feel like it totally helped me like I get more people looking at my profile now because I work for the government than I did when I didn't have a job I mean that's great that I see people who creeping up on me because I'm thinking like oh like x uh co-workers creeping up uh someone from nissan looked up on me and like a tesla so i'm thinking okay you looking just send me a mess like you want to work for me then goddamn what's a girl gotta do to get a dm or something on linkedin fuck (laughs) but then i also have a friend that had a bad experience on linkedin where a guy reached out to her but then it ended up uh he starts saying like do like okay if you need like help read me resumes i can help you out because you know help workers help workers but they like oh have you ever had sex with a co-worker or think about sex or something like that on linkedin and then she ended up blocking them thinking so fellow woman of color so i'm thinking shit it's it's hard because people i mean but i'm linkedin bro really Instagram like, or maybe even be, Facebook. You would be surprised though. When I was working at that oil and gas company, I had a coworker that came in after me, white girl. Um, there was no reason for me to clarify that. But like she, <laughs> she, she was telling me about how like when she was searching up jobs on LinkedIn, like she knew people and that a couple of men had like just like been completely inappropriate. And I was just kind of, I was surprised too, but now it doesn't even face me because all of you are disgusting on the internet. Okay. You're all, it doesn't matter what platform you're on. Y'all are gross. Yeah. And- that's probably like professional Facebook at least LinkedIn maybe. Cause I mean, I only had like one thirst pick on there. My most liked picture of me in a dress, like kind of doing the boob and butt pose. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, people, 
people is nasty everywhere behind yeah. a keyboard they feel like they can say whatever the fuck they want um okay what are your requirements for a position after all of your years of experience well, definitely good enough pay. I want to make sure like my job are like relevant to what I'm learning because I'm guessing I'm kind of like going into a new industry because before I worked in like oil, well, petrol, and also I worked at like clinical research, but I want to do more safety. Mm-hmm. So probably relevant to what I'm studying. Uh, I definitely well paid because I looked up like entry levels, at least 50k in my pay. So probably do that because I have experience, probably not direct safety experience, but then I also have education. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I'm a black woman, which I know is very lacking in this industry. Mm-hmm. So definitely that, uh, definitely healthy work-life balance. So I'm, cause you know, I'm getting closer to 30 and if I want to like actually grow with the company, do you guys have educational benefits? Uh, do you guys do, um, pay time off for families? Cause I know many times like, okay, we're giving you all these benefits because I know, especially in America, we're freaking out like, oh, everyone's not having babies because we're not having PTO. Not of us have like good health care because I remember working for like a contractor. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was working for the Moderna project for Acuvia, I mean, yeah, I'm just putting the business out there. This may all your business professionally but the the blue blue cloth blue shield of north carolina wasn't good because when i paid out of pocket like i had to do physical therapy and they say oh yeah 200 copay and you need like six weeks of lessons so like six weeks two times a week that's like almost too damn much money so definitely good insurance was not like high co-pays and I'm guessing ample vacation time. Like, yeah, I may love work. I mean, many times I am friends with people I made outside of work, but also like paid time off is also important for me too. Cause I like having hobbies or working around my schedule and hopefully not too much of a commute, but if I'm getting like paid good money, then I can probably shut up about commute. Um, Yes. I agree with most of those things. Yeah, I definitely benefits. I'm not taking no, but I'm not taking no job that doesn't have benefits any longer. I'm sorry. It's not, it's never going to happen. In I'm retirement, because my dad keeps mentioning like, oh, get a job that gets, gives you a pension. I'm thinking no job today, father, gives you a pension. 401k, yes. 401k. Brett, no I was like, is that his other way of saying 401k? Because that's all we get. <laughs> Yeah, because my aunt, I want to say, who was a teacher in Barbados, she had a penchant. And I think my other aunt in Grand Cayman, uh, she has a penchant. Mm-hmm. We don't do that here. We only do 401ks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I only take jobs that do um, all those benefits. I need the life insurance. I need 401k. I need PTO. I need sick days. I need all of it all of it look me in my face all of it and I need you to be all like take it or you're like gonna lose it and we're gonna get in trouble like I need them to have that energy like the job I'm at now like they're like if y'all don't take your fucking vacation days <laughs> I swear to God. Well, roll over and definitely since I am starting martial arts Muay Thai and think about doing jiu-jitsu I do want that free time like mm-hmm. where I can practice rolling and clenching and punching and kicking so mm-hmm. and jabbing yeah. people in the butt um this is captain told a brown belt with an oil check but that's not ethical to do and i'm pretty sure the professor curse me out in portuguese if i do that 
Hey, but, or the other people might do it in Spanish. So or you'll have felt the booty though. Oh, I just kidding. Um uh yeah, so they need all that. Obviously, I need good pay because as I said before, I've literally been doing this shit for five years. Like, if y'all don't pay me, like if I'm not getting at my next job right now, as it is, I need a pay raise at this job because like <laughs> I am doing more shit than I was doing previously. And I'm like, uh, where is and like my pay has lowered only because I have an HSA and the, those bitches, they're taking out like $40 a week, like a paycheck. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, um, yeah, I need I need good pay. I need a good work environment because I have learned about myself that like I am not motivated to do work if I don't like you. If I don't like you, fuck off. Like, I'm not doing work for you. Like, I've learned that in my last two jobs. Like, I'll start off strong and then I'll hate my manager because they micromanage or like they're condescending or Mm. like something that rubs me the wrong way. And then I'm like, well, then fuck you. I'm going to write out this paycheck for as long as possible. And then I'm going to make you fire me so that I can get a severance package (laughs) (laughs) because I don't like your ass. Um, Is that a good thing to do? No, but also, hey, I wanted the severance package. Um, But yeah, like I'm at this job now and I like everyone there. And so I'm motivated, except this last week, it's only because it's December. Like, and my brain is like, we're, it's a holiday. We not working. I'm gonna have to work this week though. But like, um, yeah, I need to, it has to have a good work environment. Um, uh, I have to have plenty of days off, like, and there has to be boundaries. Like when I'm off, don't fucking call me. Don't call me. Don't email me. And if you do, please know that I'm not emailing you back. Yeah, like, I know like with Japan, they have like a very much workaholic culture where it's like if you take time off, you have to let all your coworkers know because they're going to have to be taken over your job and wherever you go, you have to bring back something for them. Oh, <laughs> are you going to pay me enough for me to bring y'all all back a little souvenir? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that is a very American point of view. So yeah, we are trying to work on decolonizing our mindset. But yeah, if I have to go out like, Oh, you didn't bring anything for us. We did your job. Okay. Um, but I didn't get paid. So I was kidding. <laughs> like, what? Um, what else do I need in a job? Uh, every new job I go into has to pay me more than the last one. Cause yeah. if it doesn't, then I'm going backwards. Like, and there's no point in going backwards. I did not accrue all these years of experience and all these skills for you not to pay me my worth. That is what everybody has to remember you don't allow someone to not pay you your worth like when you go into these interviews and like you ask what's the salary how and if the salary is not to your liking can we negotiate that and if somebody's not willing to negotiate bye yeah bye. i mean what else are you giving me besides salary Right. And if you want me to take a lesser salary, exactly. Am I working from home? I've become so fucking spoiled. I've like worked from home at this company for like nearly two years since like I got hired in pandemic. So I've been in the office like a handful of times, like for (laughs) conferences and shit, like I had to pack. Um, so like now I, I ever go into another, which is not my plan. Let me be clear. Like I want to never have to work in an office after I finish this job. I never <laughs> want to work into a, in another office, but like, if I have to go like heaven forbid into another job and you better have a hybrid schedule or I better be able to work from home. 
because I'm yeah. not I'm not coming at the office every day I'm used to dressing like this now okay <laughs> I don't even like they're doing a hybrid schedule for us next year and I'm like I don't even know if any of those clothes fucking fit I don't yeah. know well, I agree. Like if a job can be work from home, I would rather have that. Cause I know with my job, uh, cause I know my previous job before I worked for, uh, IQVIA for Moderna, I was an essential worker. I mean, it was sweet getting out of the house. So I didn't have to worry about having cabin fever. Uh, but yeah, if I'm able to work from home, that'll be great. But say, oh no, we need you at the site. Cause someone died then. Okay. I don't mind. It's going to be paying for me. Yeah, Which does happen like safety feel like with construction or something, unless I'm working biological or, oh, that Ebola strand we've been practicing, it got out thinking shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, let me get some coffee and I'll be there in like 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, at that point, they'll probably pay me good. So I'm just thinking, and it's the life I chose. So if they pay me like pretty much well, because like 75K just doing, just make sure people don't die or no noise pollution then i'm okay with that because i'm doing what i love keeping people safe investigating death where after i go so yeah that's and if i want to have a baby down the line definitely need better work-life balance so good uh maternal leave because you guys are complaining americans are not having much babies but you're not creating us a good background for us to have children in because i don't want to put all that on like my significant other's family or my family because I want to play an active role in my child's life exactly I'm not having a baby so that I can give it to my parents to raise what the hell I like you like if you've heard me complain about you know how I turned out why the fuck do you think I would just give another baby to those people like I (laughs) I mean as grandparents it's different from them being parents too they may spoil them you did. I already know. Like, I already know. I'm going to give, if I have a girl and I give it to my dad, oh my God. <laughs> and then it'll be like, my baby. And I'm going to be like, can I have my child back? Can I have my child? Can I have, this is my baby. Okay. Oh, anyway. Um, yeah. So those are some of my requirements for a position after, because I did not, I've not worked the past five years for you not to give me all those things. Cause I deserve bitch. Okay. Um, uh, okay. So the last thing I have on here is the best advice that, that we, well, no, I have the last job that you had, like describe that. And then the best advice that you have for job seekers. Yeah. So my last job, I was just processing data reports or safety reports for Moderna vaccine. Of course, it was probably one of my best jobs because I was getting paid 22 an hour and I worked from home, which was great because it saved money on gas. And the job before that one, I had to go on the beltway. So that cost me like $1.75, like, well, one way. So I think that's probably like I'm gonna call that like 350 a day. So, and I did work like five to six weeks and I used to work every other Saturday. So then I have my weekends back. I work a flexible schedule and I just kind of like roll out of bed in my pajamas. And since we never turn our cameras on, I'm still like braless and a tank top and my hat. So it was great. It was kind of like a gamble because at the time I wasn't getting paid much on my previous job and they try to counter offer it, but there was a cap on how much I can make as a lab band because I was making $13 an hour and hella overtime but then they said oh we only can pay you $17 an hour and Moderna's going to give me 22 so I say goodbye I mean I'm sad that I had to leave them because I was really tied with a lot of people there because you know they were good friends and all and even still today I talk to them every once in a while mm-hmm. so and 
some people are just nasty that I learned from Moderna. Like I have reports that made their boobs bigger. I had reports that it gave them oral herpes. I had another report that it gave them magnetism. Another one that said it made them lose motivation. And conveniently, I got my first shot since I was, I got it from Harris County Public Health. Uh, the only one they had available was the Moderna one. So I worked for Moderna and then I got the Moderna shot. So I just said, I'm cocking out today, later, so, which was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely was spoiled was great because I saved hella money on like food, gas. So if I can work from home, that'll be great. But I guess I kind of got a little bit of cabin fever, uh, just being home all day with family. So I'm just thinking, I like seeing my coworkers because my closest coworker at the time was all the way in Dallas. And my boss was in Maryland and then our other boss was in Florida and another one was in California. Wow. The time zones, girl. (laughs) The other boss was in North Carolina where the company was stationed. Mm. So definitely. And also I had another coworker in Canada. So everyone was working like several different time zones. So everyone's supposed to work from nine to five since it's in North, North Carolina, but I was actually working from eight to four, which was sweet. And I was going to school up the full time. So I did like that work-life balance. Mm-hmm. So definitely I appreciate the work-life balance, um, communication. So I guess the advice is probably put yourself out there and probably ask for more. Cause when I first got a call for this job, I asked for 20, but then they gave me 22. So I just never sell yourself short. So probably I have to get higher than like 25 an hour. So when I'm looking for my job and I am in a fortunate place where, you know, my father's helping me financially and like, okay, you're doing good in school. So I'm still taking classes and I'm guessing it may suck to try again, but I'm guessing if you don't like your field, you can probably go out to like free places like community college is a great source because it's affordable and you can probably get retrained in any industry you want, whether that's nursing. Because right now, even though medical isn't necessarily for me, but me- nursing is popping because I never seen a broke nurse. <laughs> so... <laughs> If you can probably get retrained in like any healthcare field, or if you want to get in coding, I do encourage you, like, if you have to start over, it's great. And, you know, as a gifted kid, it's kind of hard for me to start over because I thought, oh, when I was in middle school, I thought I would go to an Ivy League school and become a brain surgeon. So kind of starting again. And I guess it's kind of awkward because, you know, a lot of people I went to school with already practicing doctors or lawyers and stuff like that. And here I am taking the scenic route, but it doesn't, it's not bad to start or go over again. And especially my friends around me are very supportive. So, and I'm supportive of them, they're supportive of me. And I have friends that start over again, like one friend of mine who got into medical school and now he's in pharmacy. So, so yeah, I may not be the brain surgeon doctor, but I can be one hell of an industrial hygienist. Hey. So I'm guessing it doesn't hurt to start again and probably whether that go to grad school or other school, cause you know, I faced burnout a lot in my undergrad year because I guess I didn't properly know how to study because at that time I coasted my raw intellect. I can probably go into detail for an episode about being a gifted kid, but mm-hmm. yeah, starting over, we go to certs and probably do something else because I'm, you may be on one path, you can always take another. Indeed. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to change your dreams. Sometimes um, what you think you want is not what you actually not what you actually want you change as a human being like you you know 
could change. Um, so the current job that I have now, uh, I am an outreach coordinator for a government entity, and that is all I will disclose. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we just have a we have a lot of programs that go into the Houston area, um, from transportation to like, um, the reason that you see fire trucks on the street. It's probably us. Uh, so yeah, uh, I work for those programs. Um, and I like it. It's the best paying job I've had so far. Um, and I work for the government, which doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, if you think about it, like that, what? Uh, <laughs> and they gave me a merit increase like nine months in. And I was like, what is this magical place? But hey, I made all of that happen by manifestation, y'all. I went like when I came from my last horrible oil and gas job where like uh, a Hispanic Karen, that's literally her name. I'm calling you out, bitch, um, was gaslighting that like just, just follow me around everywhere um, to this place. I was like, I didn't know that this is what my dreams are made of, but it is. Um, I like my manager. She's not overbearing. She's not micromanaging and that is what I need to be able to flourish okay because when I tell you that I did not know that I was a bitch who had all the ideas like, before I, got here, I did not know that like I was like like uh what like nine months in I was like so we should do this what do y'all think and this and now I'm heading up like four projects <laughs> I'm like how did I just yeah. become my life I know and which is why I'm like y'all need to be paying me more fuck um, <laughs> but like yeah um I've definitely learned new skills I've learned how to video edit since I've been here I've been on camera more times than I can count I now how to know how to do makeup which is fucking weird because I never thought I would be the person who knew how to do makeup um yeah I've written scripts I've like done a whole bunch of shit that I have like more in the year and a half that I've been here than I did all the previous jobs that I've ever had. So, um, yeah, uh, I like it. I like my coworkers. We, I actually, people are always like, don't make friends with your coworkers. I actually like those fuckers. Like, I'm not yeah. even gonna lie. Like, I actually like them and like, I want to hang out with them. And like, I know they like me too, because like, We'll get on the phone and we'll talk for like four hours, which doesn't make any fucking sense. You don't talk to someone for four hours if you don't like them. So like, I yeah, just, sure. Right. So I was just like, oh, warm, fuzzy feelings. Um, but yeah, no, I know I like it. I like I like my big boss, like the guy who's the director of our department. I like he basically feels like my dad. <laughs> like he's like just a darker skin version of my father like I feel like if my director and my dad ever met they would immediately hit it off <laughs> like they would be the best of friends and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing um yeah so uh, anyway I'm gonna stop gushing I like my job um I do a lot of things there and I've learned a lot of things about marketing since I've been there and I have a really great team um my best advice is other than everything else that I've randomly been saying this entire time, um, uh, don't settle. Right. Um, if you have a, and if you have a particular goal in mind, like make sure that that is brought up in your interviews, like your interviews are very important. Make sure you ask questions about the things 
that you care about. Like after I came from that first toxic environment and that first job, big girl job that I had, every single other interviewer was like, what is your, uh, what is your, what is the environment like in your office? Is it right. good? Is it friendly? Is it family oriented? What are we talking about here? I've, I've always asked that. I've always asked, um, what are you expecting from me in the first six months? Um, so make sure you ask questions like that because, and make sure you make it clear where you draw your lines. Like if your role changes, get that shit in writing. Get that shit in writing because like what you don't want is someone, because even if you do like, everybody in your company, you like your company, you want to do the best for them. At the end of the day, again, you are replaceable. Um, And it's kind of, even though you're all working for the same goal, it's an individual thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're, nobody cares enough about, nobody cares as much about your success as you do. Right. So whatever you need to get out of a job, you need to make sure you get it. So like if you're only working a job so that you can take vacations like every like six months, then you make sure you ask them, hey, how do I accrue vacation time? What is your right. policy? Like you make sure all of that, you get all of that up front, you get the best picture that you can get painted before you take that job. Because I mean, it's very easy. It's not like it's hard to quit a job, but you know, like this whole process of finding one is annoying. So like, yeah. <laughs> make sure you vet that as best as possible. And like I said before, don't be discouraged by what they put on the fucking job description, girl. They just, somebody in marketing or slash HR literally just sh- like took that shit from somewhere else and they copy pasted it on their thing. They, that's right. what they did. Like whoever wrote that job description, they're like, what are the keywords that we, okay. That's it. Yeah. And they may not even know what the job is itself because I guess HR and whoever actually works in that part are two different things. Right. Like they, so HR can describe like, let's just say a marketing assistant as somebody who organizes events and like, you know, all this other like random shit. And you can get to the interview and she'll be like, oh no, girl, I need you to run papers, do this, do that, do that. And you'll be all like, oh, well, wait, like, you know what I'm saying? So you make sure you get all of that up front what kind of duties you're doing all of that um yeah and just like just go for it and like I'll never settle for less than what you're worth if you have five years experience in something like a couple years experience ask go out there look at what salary estimates there are and ask for that shit (laughs) like hell again I needs to be getting paid more <laughs> like <laughs> I'm already like I'm already like when the year's over because they're like we're not they already told me they're like people aren't getting salary increases but guess what if I'm still there next year I would be all like where's my salary increase <laughs> because I I deserve you know what I'm saying you need to pay me at least like four thousand more dollars like I mean, it's rough out here in these streets the economy is up by 6.8 percent what the fuck do you want me to do <laughs> <laughs> raise my salary by 6.8 percent that's right raise my salary by six but that's what i'm talking about you're the government damn it um <laughs> that's it but that's all i have um we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end it i was about to be like we're gonna take it no we're not it's like 9 47 at night um i'm <laughs> elderly like and i don't even know what fun thing we could do after this whole rant <laughs> yeah well i guess ranting left on something good i guess don't 
be afraid to start over again. Don't mm-hmm. forget to ask more. And I'm guessing try not to compare yourself to others because, you know, Nikki, Ali, and I like call uh, high school reunions coming up like next year. So, of course, I can say, oh, crap, I underachieved because so and so did this and so and so did that. I'm thinking, no, I actually did pretty good for myself. And yeah, I mean, I take the scenic route, but that doesn't mean I'm any less successful. Right. Like sometimes in taking the scenic route, you found you find a path that is much better for you than the original destination that you were meant for. So, hey, I did not think that I was going to end up in marketing and doing it for like five years, but here I am. Um, And I'm doing pretty well for myself. Um, I'm here. I have an apartment. I literally live in the now I'm not going to live in the city of Houston, like the central part of that long because rent is high in this bitch but like <laughs> but like you know I'm not doing yes. bad yes uh, even though I'm actually in school getting certification I'm actually getting like straight A's and mm-hmm. my safety classes I'm actually very passionate about what I do and then I picked up hobbies of Muay Thai mm-hmm. and want to pick up jiu-jitsu along with one of the best professors and I can't shut up about it so I'm really proud I'm trying to get back in shape. So, I mean, my pants are falling off a little bit when I was playing basketball today, but yeah. Yes. (laughs) And I am appreciating a little bit more fighting styles. I never thought I'll probably like an MMA fight because watching two women beat the shit out of each other. I'm thinking, oh my God, (laughs) I admire the technique of that kick. (laughs) I admire that cheek of that choke out. Fun. the underdog one congratulations to uh hispanic women i mean one is a woman she's married and she has a girlfriend and that's like oh she has a girlfriend i'm thinking oh thanks uh Rizium. i mean like i'm not interested i'm thinking i am and both of them are like mma fighters i'm thinking would it be awkward if you had to like fight your significant other you had to fight your wife in the ring and then you like give her a broken nose or was like no hard maybe, feeling maybe that turns them on maybe that turns them on maybe they're just all like oh babe the way that you like uppercutted me today peace day resistance i want you right now (laughs) and then when they do ground things because a lot of them have to learn some jiu-jitsu to get into mma like "Mm, yeah like when you put me on ground control yeah mounted me that shit is high (laughs) and then you put me in the spine control side control and put me in that triangle between your legs Mm, harder yeah like oh that choke holes love that shit (laughs) (laughs) but that would be interesting and they're like harder what (laughs) (laughs) how did we get on this subject we're supposed to be ending the podcast um (laughs) yes but yes a rant uh mma rant aside Yes. Um, proud of Belmars. That's yeah, I'm also the- proud of Nikki Alley because you came a long way because I guess I try not to, co- I, I really don't compare it to because we both went through our own struggles. So I no. think I'm more proud of your success than like, oh, you have this going on. I don't have that. But yeah. Yes. Yeah, social media isn't everything. Exactly. Comparison is the thief of joy. Um, and everybody has their own path to go on. And I'm proud of Belmars and I know that she is going to end up exactly where she needs to be and why so that's what matters and if you end up exactly where you need to be and it's not America in another job where they don't treat you like congratulations (laughs) I'm proud of you too uh but uh yeah 
that's it for the podcast this week um everybody stay safe out there um please donate to any of the victims of the kentucky hurricanes um and wear your mask and get your booster shot and don't touch people without their permission or get wash it. your hands for 20 seconds yeah that too to the to love on top like just the chorus yeah chorus to any song you like sing it twice sing it twice um and that's it uh once again congratulations to meg the stallion queen um and that's all for me belmars for me uh congratulations to the ufc underdog i want to say her name is i don't want to get her name wrong for the ufc yeah don't get her name wrong because she'll put you in a triangle oh well, yeah she ended up choking out the other lady oh she'll put you in a chokehold i mean if you like that sort of thing juliana <laughs> pina, uh, pina so congratulations to her because amanda nunez was on a roll she had like a 13 win streak uh beat the shit out of ronda rousey beat the shit out of everyone she's an animal but she tapped out to juliana pina if you ever seen that fight so congratulations to her all right now well, i want to check out people <laughs> now you want to what now choke out people oh okay well with that ending no um we'll see y'all next week <laughs> yeah. don't let a job choke you out that's right don't let the job you choke that job out you make it your bitch <laughs> <laughs> bye y'all <laughs>